what up, what up, what up? Wake up with your boy, bright and early on the West Coast, mid-morning on the East Coast. We're getting after it live. Uh, got a great show in store, Thirsty Thursday. As you know, we're here on this Thirsty Thursday, brought to you by betonline.ag, the Coach JB Show. Head on over to betonline.ag, use the promo code COACHJB, gets you 50% off, welcome bonus. BetOnline.ag, use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, and get you 50% off. Canadips CBD, proud sponsor of the show as well. Make sure you guys head on over to CanadipsCBD.com, the cleanest way to dip there is. Gets you 20% off using my promo code COACHJB, all caps. Make sure you guys go get the cleanest dip there is. CanadipsCBD.com, promo code COACHJB. Go check it out. This is the new one, White Widow. Go get you some. It's fire if you like that shit. Uh, lots going on. lot going on. Appreciate everybody. Uh, I'm over here on TikTok Live as well, hanging out with the BMKs. And then I'm right here live on YouTube, as you know. Lots to discuss. Tiger Woods, a.k.a. Weiger Woods, uh, like I like to call him. He's back at it in some drama once again. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, starting to look a little bit more optimistic. My boy Jim Beheim, Syracuse legendary basketball coach, retires. Jamar Chase in trouble. Not another one. Can't get out of his own way. KD rolls his ankle, gets fired on his day off. Uh, Karma's a bitch for being a bitch, ain't it? Got to dive into that one. Sean Kemp booked on uh, drive-by shooting charges. Somebody told me he couldn't shoot. I said, this motherfucker got 20 kids. He definitely is a shooter. Uh, Texas Tech coach Adam steps down after suspension three days ago. And then the former Texas coach is now a finalist for the Ole Miss head job. Didn't he choke and hit his wife? <laughs> Major League Baseball pitch clock. And Alabama's Miller says the whole situation is just heartbreaking. Brittany Griner returns to WNBA action, which will be premiered on ESPN and ABC. And that trumps the whole Kendrick Perkins saying dumb shit, I guess, award on ESPN. Uh, Blueface's mama, can't wait to let you hear what she has to say. And uh, this one is going to be thirsty. Thirsty Thursdays is always a heavy hitter. But first of all, let's start you off with the quote of the day, as we always do. Um, quote of the day, people with good intentions make promises, but people with good character keep them. Can't, can't be more real than that. Uh, a lot of you guys have good intentions, but a lot of you just talk. A lot of you just talk. Too many damn talkers. All bark, no bite. People with good intentions make promises. But people with good character actually keep them contrary to your belief, which leads us to contrary to belief segment brought to you by CanadaCBD.com. Um, contrary to belief, it's so nice when toxic people stop talking to you. It's like the trash took itself out. Contrary to belief, fools take a knife and stab people in the back. The wise take a knife, cut the cord, and set themselves free from the fool's Contrary to belief, and words are like keys. If you choose them right, they can open any heart, open any door, and shut any mouth. Contrary to belief. 
Man, I hate to drop these truth bombs on you early in the morning, but you know I like to give you guys brain food every morning. So I had to I had to drop some uh some mics on you real quick with the contrary to belief segment as always. Uh Wiger Woods, man, you know, I I did a little I did a little 10 minute rant last night on my show. If you haven't watched it, go check it out. Um good morning, everybody in the chat. Um Liz is is a new uh, avid watcher. Much love to Liz. Shout out. Uh, we have a new woman in the chat, Lucy Bree, uh, NYC. All you guys, um, Jada, whoever whoever's in here. We need more women, Bree. Um, so much love to everybody. If you're not a member, become one. It's the best dollar ninety nine you can spend. You guys spend nine dollars a day on Starbucks. Shut the fuck up. Uh, and if you're not a part of the Discord, come on over to the Discord, Slap Nation. It is up and running, and we're in there, and uh, you can text and chat with us all um, 24-7. So everyone gives out good insight in there. It's pretty good uh, information in there. It's called the Slap Nation Discord Coaches Crew. So it's on my bio in the link right here on the YouTube channel. Go be a member. It's only a dollar more. Um Appreciate everybody coming on in and uh, and and on this thirsty Thursday, we're here. Um, I I, I gave my tiger rant, man. Like it, this cat just is another cat who just can't get out of his own way. And um, you know the the cold part is his girlfriend apparently his ex girlfriend says an NDA is unenforceable cites law regarding sexual assault harassment so apparently she's saying that an nda that he had her sign is no longer is null and void now apparently because he forced her to have sexual interaction intercourse happenings whatever you want to call it sexual um acts so now she's going to go to court and see if the NDA can be removed. So now she can come out and talk about everything. Shocker. Shocker. I did a little 10-minute rant last night on my channel, so you can go check it out. The video's up there. Remember, I played against this dude in high school. I know a lot of people that grew up with him and know him. Uh, he's from Cypress, California. He went to Western High School. He grew up in a place called the Sorrentos, a very affluent neighborhood, mostly Asian. Um the only black guy that went to school there was a guy named Frankie, a good friend of mine to this day. He knows a lot of shit about this dude. So I know a lot of different shit. Then when you play against guys like him in high school, you know, you hear all this stuff. Oh, man, Tiger, this guy's named Tiger Woods. He's the best golfer. I'm like, all right, cool. I played football, but I went over and played golf because my dad had me play when I was young. So I'd go over there and play golf against him and, and found out who he was. He still dresses like he did. He still talks shit. He's arrogant. And you know me, I'm talking shit off a of fifth of yak in the car with my homies. I come out in a pro club in some dicky shorts, and I still drive at 3.30, and I'm straight as an arrow. Uh, you know, he beat me by four strokes on nine holes, whatever it is. I don't know. I didn't play golf like that, but I was pretty good. So I, so we're, uh, we played nine holes back then and we played probably three or four times that year against him. And I didn't, that's when I found out who he was and all that. Well, when you start to hear street gospel and street gossip, uh, especially, um, from people that know guys, they start to rumors start to spread, especially before the cell phone era, social media era. 
you start to hear word of mouth. We used to call it word of mouth. And it was the street gossip or gospel, as we call it. Well, you start to hear that the cat's a bitch made cat as well. We call them BMKs here on the Coach JB Show. So when the cat's a BMK, you start to dive into it, and you're like, oh, this cat treats dogs bad, cats bad, shits on his neighbors, hates on motherfuckers, talks shit, doesn't like, he's rude to women. And all this shit you start to hear at 17, 16, 18 years old. So now you're like, okay, next time I play this motherfucker, I'm going to talk shit. So I started talking big shit to the cat. And uh, it'll be in my next book um, that I'm, I'm I'm working on my audio book for my first book. My first book, Hate Me Now, Love Me Later, the audio site is almost done. You can still get my book anywhere that they sell books, Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, etc. Hate Me Now, Love Me Later. You know I'm working on the audio book. The audio book is almost out, and uh, it'll be up and running soon. It'll be fire, unlike any other audio book in the world. Um, I love the the dick writers on TikTok who know nothing. <laughs> and guess what? The guys on TikTok who talk shit, you know their names are? Their name is user 0275797484. No profile picture, nothing. <laughs> it's probably somebody's, you know, mama I fucked, their sister I fucked or something. I don't know. But um oh man, it's unbelievable. Motherfucker, it, it just comes out User 0274-8798. Zero following, zero followers. Just comes to troll and talk shit. <laughs> um, lots to discuss though. This tiger thing though, man. Um, I just don't know how he gets a pass. How so many of y'all give him a pass? Start doing some digging, research, turn over rocks, figure out that these cats who you idolize aren't who they are. They're not who they you think they are, dog. And people that you hate on aren't who you think they are. You act like you know me from a Netflix show. You act like you know Tiger because he's a good golfer. <laughs> it could be totally opposite, but you are so ignorant, and ignorance is life-threatening. So if you realize that ignorance is life-threatening and you take a step back and you go, damn, maybe I'm just a dick-riding troll. And maybe I should get out of my mama's basement. And maybe I should look in the mirror and say, damn, maybe I should go get a job. Maybe I should stop bagging Coach JB's groceries at Walmart and maybe actually go do something to help somebody one day in life. And then maybe I don't just have to come on his show and just troll him <laughs> and make 27 fake accounts. Come on, man. Go help somebody. God damn, like you, this is your life Be behind your phone on social media. Cause you know, if you saw me in person, you'd be sucking my dick in fear. You already know. And you asked me for my autograph in person. And then you go on Twitter as user 0275976 and talk shit. Come on, man. Be real. Keep it real. KD rolls his ankle. He's fired on his day off. Karma's a bitch for being a bitch, ain't it? Um, I think KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons, James Harden, they're all bitch made cats. I think that they get what's coming to them. Same as CP2. We call him C you call him CP3. I call him CP2. Candace Parker is the CP3. Uh, CP2 is really what he is. He's done nothing. He's never available in crunch clutch games. He's always hurt. He's never won a big, meaningful game. He's never got a championship, but you all put him as a top five point guard. 
Mediocrity is the new excellence, let me tell you. But KD, first home game, rolls his ankle. Looks like a tard, too, the way he fell down. Tall, lanky, skinny, sleet stick, stack-looking ass. Falls down, rolls his ankle. He's probably out for – what do you want to do, over and under? That's the poll question, by the way. The poll question, by the way, I forgot to bring it up. Poll question is, because I get on my JB rants and go off. Poll question, KD out two weeks under or over? I got over two weeks. What do you guys say? Today, that ankle's this fat. He'll do no treatment. He'll smoke weed or whatever all day long. It'll just stay inflamed, and uh, he'll be out, I say, at least two weeks, maybe come out back for the playoffs. Over or under, KD's out two weeks or more. I got I got over. Um, I got over a lot of cats in here saying under, I got over, I got over, I got over two weeks. Um, unbelievable. Uh, Jeff jets optimism grows to land Aaron Rodgers, According to the latest news, uh, re- uh sources, um, Sean Kemp booked on drive-by shooting charges. I- I'm just confused dog, on why, um, Ex-NBA star Sean Kemp booked on felony drive-by shooting charge. This cat's 53 years old, dog. 53 years old, and he's got a drive-by shooting charge. Gun was recovered and investigations ongoing. Tacoma police said it's an altercation between occupants of two vehicles. Like, you got to be in bad shape. This mother got 20 kids, dog. Like... Oh, my goodness. I can't believe it. You wonder why the youth is so fucked up. Um, uh, Texas Tech coach Adam steps down after suspended just four days ago. And then the crazy part is we already knew he was done, right? He he was going to step down, get fired, whatever. Texas Tech's women's, uh, I mean, uh, Texas Tech's basketball coach. But Texas's former coach, what's his name, Baird? He's a finalist for the Ole Miss job right now as we speak. And I thought this cat choked out his wife and, 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 and hit his wife. Did he not? And now he's up for a finalist. My fuck, our brows coach again. But, you know, JB, you cuss on Netflix. You can't coach. <laughs> but Coach Baird, you could choke your wife and hit her. You're fine to coach. You can go even go back to a Power 5 job. Good job. Oh, the world is funny, dog. It really is. Um, Major League Baseball. um, Major League Baseball um, pitch clock is something to watch for. So yesterday, um, yesterday a cat, or two days ago, a cat got hit in the face. Um, um, Turner, the the ex-Dodger, he got hit right in the fucking head. Bam. With a fastball, um, I think it was like 97 miles an hour. And I, so I got to hang out with Pat Perez this past weekend and Ken Griffey Jr. played golf with him. He came by and we started talking. And Ken Griffey thinks that this is the worst scenario for Major League Baseball. It's the dumbest shit the baseball could do. And that is coming out of Ken Griffey Jr.'s mouth himself. He said that this Pitch clock is the dumbest shit you can possibly do. And he said, Justin Turner's of the world are going to get hit in the face 
at an all-time rate because you're 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 not you think you're speeding up the batter, you're actually speeding up the pitcher, and you're gonna have a lot of lot of it's gonna be you know what they're doing, right? They're trying to control the betting game, and that is just some inside stuff. If you go real fast and you do these things, you're gonna have skewed numbers one way or the other. Either the pitch game's gonna be real, real hard to hit, or the hitting is gonna start to tee off on the pitching, whatever it may be. But you're going to have some cats get hit in the face. And we saw Justin Turner get hit in the face the other day. And uh, this Major League pitch clock is going to be something, man. I I can't believe the players' union allowed for it. And I can't fathom it not being appealed here after this uh, spring training comes through. And I wouldn't be shocked if you see a strike again because of it. There's no way that you're going to play this game which is America's pastime, quote-unquote, in up-tempo style, like it's Oregon football. <laughs> You're not. It's not going to happen. I, I don't get it. Um, Brittany Griner returns to WNBA action. Uh, it'll be premiered on ESPN ABC. They're going to make a huge hoopla out of this thing, right? But in meantime, Kendrick Perkins gets away with talking all the shit he wants, says whatever he wants, and then ESPN avoids talking about Michael Irvin's suspension and keeps Kendrick Perkins. They'll, they'll just apologize for Kendrick Perkins. How about that? Uh, they'll apologize for Kendrick Perkins, and it blows my mind. They want to correct something here from yesterday's show. When Kendrick Perkins said 80% of NBA voters for the MVP award are white, the NBA publicly announces the voters each year, and after review, it is clear the panel is much more diverse than what was portrayed by Kendrick Perkins, and we wanted to make sure that we corrected that today. <laughs> so they come out and apologize for this grown-ass man. They, don't, they come out and apologize for this grown-ass man, which is the crazy part about it. Uh, whoo. Uh, it blows my mind, dog. It really does. It's funny. It's really funny. Um, ESPN, the woke network. Um, I really, it really blows my mind, dog. It really blows my mind. Um, I'm going to get into this, this, this. I'm going to get into it, though, here shortly. Um, because Michael Irvin has basically been suspended and fired for a video that leaked. Here he is right here just talking to the girl over here who's clearly smiling. And then we're going to fast forward a little bit. And then he has a hearing. And he starts to talk about what he did. the press conference. He's fighting for his uh, character, and Kendrick Perkins can basically, he's fine. I, I just, I'm kind of confused on how this thing works, but I got to hear it. Let's, let me hear it. Let you hear this whole ESPN rant. 
are white. I am black. White supremacy. Slave trade. Because you're white. Racial discrimination. African Americans. Black women. White privilege. White privilege. White privilege. White people should feel a certain amount of guilt. Black men. White analysts. Black dude. Racism. White dude. I am a black man. My blackness. A lot of racist out there. Racist. 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 Black guy versus a white guy. Racist. Racist. Race riots. White privilege. Black players. Colorism. Fairer skin. Racism. Racist. Racism. Racism. Black man. White people. A black young Man. white guys black man white girl black people <laughs> dog i'm so fucking tired of i'm so tired of the bullshit and how it's allowed you go from the kaepernick taking the knee you go to from all this black lives matter racism and racism etc etc they think that reverse racism isn't racism. They think that there's no such thing. Dog, I'm just going to be honest. Racism's racism. And idiots come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. I'm just going to be honest. I'm kind of tired of the bullshit because no one comes out and talks about it. And I got to keep it real. I see a lot of this shit that is wrong in America being about race right now. Black, white, brown, etc. Can we just keep it real and call it is what it is? Idiots come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. And the blatant bullshit Kendrick Perkins shits out of his mouth on a daily basis. And Stephen A. Smith and Ryan Clark and Jason Williams and Foxworth and all these fucks are liars. They spit lies over and over and over. And how Disney allows this shit blows my fucking mind. But it doesn't really. It's not really unbelievable, but it is. But I got to be honest with you real quick. If we're going to keep it funky and call it square a square and a circle a circle. Joe Mixon, who's up for possibly shooting an 11-year-old as we speak, also on camera hit a 19-year-old girl. He still played in the NFL, right? Did he not? Okay, just clarifying. Just going to clarify. Tyreek Hills hit multiple girls. He's got two domestic violence charges swept under the rug. Um Alvin Kamara, he's got a lot of drama. Kareem Hunt, we've seen what he did on camera. Deshaun Watson, I mean, fuck, do I really even got to go into that? But Coach Big Ben had charges, too. And guess what? He played, too, correct? So are these cats right or what? How is it racism? Big Ben played just like Joe Mixon played. Just like Kareem Hunt played. Just like fucking Deshaun Watson played. Just like the millions of other white and black players alike who have committed fucking adultery to domestic violence has played. Let's stop talk acting like Kareem Hunt didn't play another down. Deshaun Watson was banned from the NFL forever. Tyreek Hill was cut out and never played another down. And Joe Mixon never got another shot. And Jameis Winston was okay. and I mean, come on, dog. Keep it real. Stop with the race bullshit. And ESPN just keeps feeding it down your throat, and that's what's wrong with this fucked up country right now. They all have these issues. White, black, brown. They all do fucked up shit. We all do fucked up shit. And it's a, to me... We've all had the same opportunity to right the ship. So we got a cat that 
killed a fucking lady and a dog last year going 175 miles an hour down the Vegas Strip. Black man played for the Raiders. He's fighting for his life, although another life was lost and a fucking dog. And I never saw that really blow up. Brett Favre on the flip side, a white dude who basically maybe have robbed, has robbed a bunch of folks, now is suing Pat McAfee and Shannon Sharp. White dude, never really got a lot of the attention you think it would have gotten. You call that white privilege or whatever you want to call it? I don't know. But ESPN will flip it and say that, well, Kendrick Perkins, go ahead and say what you want. Well, the last three MVPs are white guys from Serbia, Germany, and Canada. Didn't score 20 points. Shut the fuck up, dog. Magic Johnson didn't score 20 fucking points three times. He won the MVP. He says the dumbest shit out of his mouth. And I just don't understand how we get this fucking narrative keeps getting pushed. The league is dominated by black players. And like Shaq said it best, John Morant did this to himself. And these young brothers do it to themselves every fucking day. And it may cost them their money, their livelihood, their character. And the entire black population gets questioned when one big-time celebrity fucks up. That's just life. So let's get let's keep it all the way funky and stop with the bullshit. If we would only call a square a square and a circle a circle, being white, being black, being brown, I don't give a fuck, we'd be so much better. But it takes leaders with nuts and guts, and we lack in that department. And it ain't only the president of the free world. It lacks at home. It lacks in schools. It lacks in the courts, on the fields, on these fucking cell phones. I'm going to be honest. I, I truly believe this shit. Like Albert Einstein once said, dog, I fear the day that technology will surpass our human interaction. The world will have a generation of fucking idiots. I truly believe Albert Einstein when he said this shit right here. You can't tell me that this right here <laughs> has not fucked us in about a million ways. Be real with you. Let's just keep it real. Um... Trying to go back and look into the uh, into the chat here. I see you guys getting it going. Um, it is what it is. I truly believe that shit, though, but it is what it is. We, I mean, Jamar Chase, all right? Now his girl's coming out texting. Is it real? I don't know. Is it a clout chase? I don't know. Is it, uh, is it you know... This is the thing. I've been coaching a lot of kids that have been falsely accused of a lot of things. A lot of black players been falsely accused by a lot of white girls. I've been there and done it. So I, don't don't come at me like I don't fucking know what I'm talking about. Number one. Number two. Go ask my fucking players who I've had on this show who has already came out and said, "Man, Coach JB, fucking, he went out above and beyond to try to help me. He knew we were real." Dog, I don't got to prove myself. Number number two is though. Please understand. A lot of these fake, a lot of these fucking money-hungry, clout-chasing fucks, both female and male, do this for clout. So we don't know if these are real or not. 
But the, the irony of it is when you come out this late after the fact, you're now the baby mama. You've given birth. You have this kid, this cat, Jamar Chase's kid. Now the text messages come out because what? He called you some names. He, what did he do? Like, that's what, where's the context to it? What did he do for him to deserve you now to come out with text messages? So apparently he's talking to, she's like, he's so sassy with it, laughing. I mean, there's three text messages she puts out on Instagram. Should I go live later and share the horror stories? Like, that sounds like you're thirsty. And this is Thirsty Thursday. It sounds like you're thirsty for attention to me, right? And then it shows him laying down and she's putting text over him, his back. Now, Mr. Chase, you have some skeletons in your closet. I know you real. The real you stop dodging the courts and responsibility. You know yourself have multiple videos that will end in your career. Will end your career in one post. Look, if it was real, then she should have dropped the videos already. Like, why is it always I'm going to take a a little while to do so unless you have to be calculated with lawyers i just don't get the thirst and you know me on the flip side if you fucking hit a woman and you put your hands on a woman you should be fucking castrated right in the quad on my live show you already know how i feel about putting hands on a woman from a from a male's perspective i don't give a fuck if the woman hits you a thousand times a thousand times I'm not hitting you back. Never. Ever. I've had debates about this with people in fucking barbershops. Man, I'll hit a bitch if she hits me. Then you're a bitch. <laughs> then you're a bitch, homie. Straight out. This is barbershop banter one-on-one. You're a bitch if you hit a bitch. Or hit a female. I'm sorry, ladies. If you hit a female, you are the bitch. And that is just what it is. So, like, let's cut the bullshit. And biomechanically, it doesn't, it's not, it doesn't add up. Why do you think the made-up humans, like the dolphin flipper himself, won so many fucking swim meets? His feet are 15 inches long. His arms are an extra foot long. You don't think that's a fucking advantage? So just take that advantage and put it against a fight. In a fight, a man versus a woman. Like, it's not that fucking difficult to figure out. But, you know, I do have a daughter as well, so you know how I feel. But it just goes back to fucking having hair on your nuts. You know the difference between right and wrong when you have hair on your nuts. I don't need to hear it from my mom. I don't need to hear it from my dad. I don't need to hear it from my single mom or my single dad or my dual parent home. I need to hear it from my fucking self, who's a human, who's created a brain when he was born and then had hair on your nuts and hit a thing called puberty and then said, you know what? I know that I know damn well I can't shoot this motherfucker because I go to jail. I know damn well I shouldn't hit a female and I know damn well I shouldn't take the pussy. Oh, I don't think my mom and dad had to teach me that. Just keeping it real. My mom and dad never had to fucking teach me not to hit a woman. Just being real with you. Do we really need to be taught not to hit a woman as a man? <laughs> but we're clean. We're, we're out here claiming racism, Kendrick Perkins. 
out here claiming that the, the brothers are getting the short end of the stick. I would argue the flip side. I would argue that they're getting benefits. They're benefiting like a motherfucker because they're celebrities. But what do I know? We act like we're keeping brothers out of the game and that it's like 70% white played. <laughs> it's 90% black played, rightfully so, too. <laughs> Let's keep it real. I don't want to watch white boys run routes. And I don't want to watch white boys at running back. So I'm just being honest. Let's keep it 100. That's real. So it's exactly how it should be. But let's not fucking act like we're just cutting out the best motherfuckers because they hit a girl or something. No, they're actually playing. Ask Joe Mixon, Tyreek Hill, Kareem Hunt. How about Deshaun Watson? I mean, fuck. You shitting me? But nobody wants to talk the real. Um, nobody wants to talk the real. Kendrick Perkins is not only not bright, he's as dumb as a fucking rock. Um, I haven't even gotten to the show yet. Steve Kim's going to join me in about 35, 40 minutes. Can't wait to see Steve this week. Haven't seen him. I was on Whitlock yesterday. If you haven't seen him wearing his lavender jacket, um, I shut him down once again. Um, Giants working on a Saquon Barkley deal, and Jim Beheim talks retirement. I can't wait to talk to... Steve Kim about this. Um, but before that, though, how do you steal six Hellcats in 45 seconds and not have it be an inside job? Come on, dog. I got to be real. These motherfuckers stole six Hellcats in 45 seconds. They sold six Hellcats in 45 seconds and knew where the keys were. If you watched it, they went right up to the keys. They know the exit point. They know the entryway. And it doesn't look like they're spinning on that wax floor, boy. Um, hey. Shit. Interesting. Interesting take right there. Um, we got some weirdo fucks in the world right now. I gotta be honest. Um, we got some weirdo shit happening, man. Um, and I, I gotta, first of all, I want to talk to Jim Beheim. I, I love Jim Beheim. But, uh, I've just been lucky to be able to coach this long. I, I think you missed it. <clears throat> I gave my retirement speech on the court last Saturday and I gave it in the press conference afterwards and nobody except William, William Payne figured it out. Are you, are you saying right now that you're, you, you're going to retire? This is up to the university. You, you want to come back? I didn't say that. Uh, okay, but, so what are you saying? You're not saying you're retiring, but you're not I just saying? said it. I don't know. So you don't know. Okay. I said, this is up to the university. And you're not sure whether you're, when will you, when will, how will you make a determination about when you will come back? You're talking to the wrong guy. I love Jim Beheim. Steve Kim doesn't. Uh, can't wait to talk to Steve Kim about that. I want to, I want to get the top. Um, if, if you, I want to get your all time, um, all time starting five uh, at, at Syracuse under, um, Jim Beheim. Who would it be? I know Sherman Douglas would be in my list. 
Derek Coleman, Mello, um, Stevie Thompson, I would probably put in there, and probably uh, man, they had some good players. Moten, I liked. I liked Moten uh, back in the day. I used to watch Syracuse play back in the day. Pearl Washington, um, Hakeem Warwick was real good. Um, but I'd have to probably go Carmelo, Sherman Douglas, Stevie Thompson, Pearl Washington, Derek Coleman. Come off the bench, I'd probably have Hakeem Warwick and Moten. Um, man, interesting. I don't know. We're going to get into that. Um, I, I love, I love uh, Jim Beheim though. Um, I'm a big Jim Beheim guy. Um, if you're not a big Jim Beheim guy, shit. Um, you don't know college football. I got our college basketball. Let me get you some. Um, Jerpeno, I appreciate you. Let me ask you something. Um, I got to be real. This, I got this video of this guy who absolutely tore up the skate rink. You got to watch this dude. I don't know why he's not playing football, but he's impeccable on skates. Have a listen to this much. This motherfucker sh- shaking. <laughs> that motherfucker looks like a straight up McCaffrey on skates. He got some wiggle to him. He got a little explosion. He could get out, stop and start, stop on a dime. He could be a slot receiver. He could be a true tell. These cats cannot fuck with him on this skating rink. And I'm gotta be. Imp- I'm just gonna give props where props are due, and uh, his props to you is probably motherfucker. Fuck you. He can't be fucked with out here, and he's clowning in a on a rink. Man, that motherfucker is making cats fall into the board. I gotta be honest. He's pretty impressive. He don't get hit one time with this baton or whatever the fuck it is. This foam board this foam thing i gotta give it a uh, clap it up for my main man uh my main man on the skating unbelievable um now this is something that we need more of all right you know me i hate the soft fucking shit but whoever's daddy belongs to this girl should have his ass whooped all right to have a just watch this girl when she enters the onto the mat. This is wrestling. This is why I recruited wrestlers. Wrestlers cannot tag team, ask another player to come in and help them. Similar to golf. You're on your own. You are on your own. When this broad crawled into the mat, the other girl was already spooked and it was over. But <laughs> Just watch. <laughs> that little white girl's fucked up. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, it's over. She put her into a pretzel, homie. That broad is in a pretzel. Holy shit. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Why did you do her? Look, now she's crying. She's running home to tell her mom. 
Like, dog, I got to watch it again, dog. The, the, the broad. <laughs> I, I, I find it hilarious. Because wrestling, dog, you have nobody to. You have nobody to fall back on. She over here crying. Oh, man, get out of your feelings. Why are you even wrestling then if you're going to cry and, and run in, cry running in the car? Why are you even wrestling if you're going to cry? Come on, man. She put that girl in a pretzel like a motherfucker. Looked like the Zohan, didn't it? Um, we need more... I got so much shit to talk about today, dog. Have you? I got a video to show you, man. Um, this is in Sacramento, Northern California. The 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 meth heads, the crackheads, the base heads are real up there. I'm just gonna be honest. But just listen to the girl filming there, who's totally condescending, clowning the dumb broad that's talking. But just listen to her talk about <laughs> if she got good pussy or not. <laughs> okay. No, I'm not. He not giving me your baby? No. <gasps> and she's more attached to me than him. And I'll tell you this. I have not once fucking cheated. I do not talk to the neighbors. I barely know you. He's he jealous. He's spongling you. Is your pussy good? No. I haven't fucked him in months. Because I'm tired of this shit saying I'm cheating. For good. See you in court over Bella. Well, that's how you always are. You don't give a fuck about your kid. You give a fuck about dick. Dog, I don't know if I... I almost spit out my coffee, dog, when the cat limped up to... <laughs> limped up pushing the... We know that baby is inbred as fuck. You know they were sister and brother, right? I just want to throw that out there. She said, you got good pussy? No. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, Blueface is a rapper, and uh, an L.A. rapper, apparently, and this cat has been in all kind of drama. Apparently, he hit a girl or something, too, and I don't know the whole story. I have no idea. But have you heard his mama talk about his own dick? Have you heard this motherfucker's mama, Blueface's mama, talk about her own son's dick size? If you haven't heard it, uh, it's a must hear. I don't mind if y'all say stay out his business. I don't mind if you say weird stuff. Just don't be saying the stuff about I want to sleep with him. That's just going too far, okay? I got my own dick over here, and it's bigger than my son's dick, Okay. So we're going to get that all cleared up for y'all. And if y'all need me to post that D. <laughs> you wonder why our kids are fucked up. Let me, let me give you a little history lesson real quick. Let me give you, a little, let me give you some real talk banter here on this morning's show that kicks off all your guys's mornings let's be real here number one 
Hey, 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 you guys all heard that shit. All right, so let's go, let's go to number one. First of all, see, when we were back in the day when we were coaching our kids, when I was a head coach coaching kids, and I used to tell my players, there's nothing worse than babies having babies. I was pretty young when I had my daughter. My daughter's 24 now. I'm just turned 47. So just do the math. I was a young dad for the most part, but I was in my early 20s. We're having, we got 15 and 16 year olds having babies similar to his mama. Cause I actually know that lady right there that just spoke that shit. And I'm going to tell you the mama's hood. She's from the hood. Trust me. I coach their relatives. I know a little bit about these fucks. Babies having babies is the single number one problem in America, especially inner city. When the baby that's having the baby does not understand what the baby actually needs to become a grown folk one day. So the baby never gets out of being the baby as she grows and raises the baby. (laughs) I hope you're staying uh, in tune with what I'm fucking telling you. And this is a prime example of babies raising babies. And now this mom is 35 years old. And now fucking the baby, the kid, is still a fucking idiot. And the mom's still a fucking idiot. And no one's ever got out of their own way. And ignorance is fucking life-threatening. And now you have another idiot that you just poured onto this earth. And now you're talking about... Don't talk to me about fucking my son. I don't need my son's dick. My man's dick's bigger. <sighs> we, we're in a fucked up spot, dog. I, I just got to be real. I got to be honest. We're in a fucked up spot. And I got to be real. Can I, can I show you what's even worse? The rappers and these entertainers... I think are just on a mission to be as to out weird the motherfucker to outdo the next weirdo fuck. And look at, is it tiger? I think it's tiger. Is that tiger in the black? What the fuck is this motherfucker doing to the left of him to the right of him? Our left. What the fuck is this motherfucker wearing on the left? This motherfucker is in a bed. He's dressed like a bed. The motherfucker to Tiger's right is a weirdo fuck. To Tiger's left is a weirdo fuck. And what kind of fucking warehouse are they in? What kind of weirdo shit are they watching? And what kind of weirdo shit are they listening to? I'm just confused. Like, what the fuck are we doing? And more people listen to these motherfuckers than anyone else in the world. And you wonder why we're fucked up. I'm I'm telling you, dog, we are fucked up. We need more cats like this. Что это за 
Пацану тысячу раз дай! Дай этому избавь тысячу раз! Дай этому избавь тысячу раз! А вот надо... Да ударьте его, хорош! Who whooped that ass and defended the teacher for fucking doing something that is probably within his rights to do, and that is to teach. And if you can't listen to what I'm teaching because you have fucking headphones in, I'm yanking them bitches out. And if you want to attack an 80-year-old teacher, the kids in the room, instead of fucking filming it like everyone does, they beat that kid's ass. Much love to those kids. I commend them greatly for that shit. Unlike this fucking clown show, why do people drive Ubers? You know my Uber story. I've never done it. I won't do it. I will not order an Uber. I don't have the app Uber or Lyft or whatever they call. I don't do them. I've been in one Uber with other coaches at a convention to go from point A to point B. It was five of us, whatever. But I will. I refuse to get into a motherfucking randoms car that doesn't say taxi cab on it. I do not give a fuck about all the bullshit. I don't want to hear it. I'm not getting in your random Honda Celica. I will get a ride. I'll get a real cab. Or I'll wait on the homie to pick me up. But I will not get into a fucking dude's regular car. Sorry. Just not doing it. Not that I'm scared. But to me, it's actually fucking weird. And all you females out there who get in these fucking things really blow my mind. Why are we doing it? Is it because it's convenient? Is it because I'm, I'm, I'm in a nicer car to go from point A to point B? Or is it cheaper? I'm just confused. It, it ain't never cheaper if, if, if the girl gets the doors locked and gets fucking raped and thrown in the fucking wood somewhere. It ain't ever cheaper, just so you know. At least a cab is fucking verified. It's a company, and there's a traceable fucking way. Oh, it's traceable in Uber too, Coach. No, it ain't. Because I take your fucking card. I take your credit card. I'll snatch your car. I'll snatch your car. You won't know who the fuck's driving the Uber. And I'm going to be honest. I don't fuck with Uber. But the people in this generation are so fucked up anyway. I could not imagine my mom driving an Uber as a retired lady like this lady is. And then has to deal with these fucking idiots. And gets beat down after they she drops them off. That is what I don't get. Drive, lady. Drive off. Fucking run him over.
I don't even need to see more. I'm ladies out here. If you're driving an Uber, please just hit the gas. Fuck them all. Run every single one of them over. Drag every single one of them motherfuckers. Swerve on them. Dip on them. Drive over them. Back up over them. I don't give a fuck. It's crazy. I just keep seeing the same video over and over and over, dog. It fucking blows my mind. Blows my fucking mind. <laughs> it's not even funny. Because if that's my mama, I'm, I'm, I got the video of all them fucking... I'm going to all their parents' houses and I'm fucking smoking all of them. Smoking the mom, the dad, everybody's going to get fucked up. And then I'm going to have some homegirls come out of the woodwork in Compton and beat the fuck out of every single one of those little bitches. And that's just what's going to happen. That's A. That's A. B, I'm suing the fuck out of Uber. That's what I don't get. How Uber has allowed you to ride your own car and then separate themselves from lawsuits and different shit because you're in your own car. See, you guys are getting played. That's why I won't get in one of those motherfucking Ubers. I'm not getting in one of these fucking random cars. So my mom or sister or daughter can get their ass beat trying to make a buck, drive your fucking prima donna ass around town, and then you want to throw fucking juice or coffee or water on me. Then you want to jump me. Seven girls jump an old lady. I'm I'm just, it blows my mind, dog. It blows my mind. Uh, make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe. Um, and uh, hit the like button, subscribe, become a member if you're not one. Um, please do. Um, yeah, it is disgusting, Liz. It blows my mind. Um, yeah, I don't know how that's hilarious uh, either, by the way. Slap dick. Um, it ain't going to be hilarious, homie, when it's your daughter or your mama, motherfucker. That shit blows my fucking mind. How is that a shit hilarious? Uh, no wonder that we're fucked up because your dumbass thinks it's funny. The problem is with America is... We allow it, and we don't coach it. You don't stop it. You just watch it. You don't fucking put it into it. You film it. That just is what it is. That's what the fuck we do. We film everything. We won't stop it. That's why I commend the young kids for beating the fuck out of the bitch-ass cat that tried to beat an old teacher up. We fucking watch it and just sit there. We don't stop it. And then we don't coach it. We allow everything. And it starts at the home front. I'm just being real, but that's a whole nother ball game. Um, woman of the year. Clap it up. Clap it up for the woman of the year. Um, the woman of the year award came out yesterday. Did you guys see it? Let me show you. Tina Alba Ruada is a transgender woman who was kicked out of classrooms, barred for sitting for exams, refused job opportunities, subjected to violence, and rejected by her family. But in the face of these challenges, she worked to end violence and discrimination against the LGBTQI plus community in Argentina. After women were barred from schools in Afghanistan, all right, let's rewind. 
All right, that's my rewind noise. All right. <clears throat> I want you to take a look at the sister on the right and the Asian broad on the left. Please take a look at their faces and look at the disgust on the black girl and the Asian girl's face when she announces. In Argentina, Alba Ruada is a transgender woman who was kicked out of classrooms. Look at that Asian. <laughs> she like, bitch, she ain't no fucking girl. And then look at the sister over here. Watch her the whole way. for sitting for exams, refused job opportunities, subjected to violence, and rejected by her family. But in the face of these challenges, she worked to end violence and discrimination against the LGBTQI plus community in Argentina. After women were barred from schools in Afghanistan. <laughs> Come on, dog. That's the woman of the year. Now, make it make sense to me. I'm confused. How is that the woman of the year? Can we please break down how that's the woman of the year? How is that the woman of the year? I just, I'm just asking. I would love to ask. See, I would have went up there and, and asked them, how is this the woman of the year? I want to know how this is the woman of the year. How is it the woman of the year? Like, I'm going to be honest, though, dog. We're allowing this shit to happen. We are allowing it because you fucks are scared. You're scared of the cancel culture, who, in my opinion, is the minority. The majority still sitting out there. The majority is against this shit right here we just saw. The majority is like you and I. The minority is the ones canceling the majority because we won't speak up. The minority speaks up. They come out talking about the cancel call. We're going to cancel you. This is this and this is that. Dog, if the majority would say, fucking shut up, bitch, and get the fuck out of the way. Move, bitch. Get out the way. You don't say it, though. You don't do it. You're just going to be quiet and stay out the way. And I don't want drama. Guess what, dog? It requires drama to make change. I'm just talking. I'm just, just keeping it real. Avoiding drama creates long-term effects in a bad way. Creating drama creates change impactfully, immediately. We are not going to change shit. And it's getting worse and worse and worse because the majority who's sitting out here quiet as a church house mouse is allowing the fucking minority, the cancel culture, PC fucking weirdo fucks out here, the made up human bitch made cats to affect the rest of us because we're quiet and we're silent and we won't change if we're continuing to be silent. And I wish these fucks with platforms and big name platforms and big media people would come out and say enough is a fuck enough. These kids are fucked up. We're fucked up. Like, dog, we're fucked up. Let's just keep it real. I mean, how fucked up are we? 
can I can I show you how fucked up we are? Let me show you how fucked up we are. One of the young leaders was talking to me about climate mental health. I said, tell me what's going on with your peers. Climate mental health. And she talked, I said, I think I understand that, but unpack it for me. And she talked about how her peers are thinking about it. One example is, you know, whether when they're ready, could they start a family? Worried about what that would mean. And the stress of it. They were talking about it in terms of their peers, trying to figure out, you know, they're going to have to get a job and they're going to have to make a living, but what can they do and how can they adapt the education that they're having now to their activism? What the fuck are we doing? I'm just confused as fuck. Now we have climate... I swear to God, these motherfuckers just sit around and make up shit. Climate, mental health? Ah, dog. I don't I don't get it. I, I am really lost. I really am lost. I am really lost. I don't understand. I don't understand. I really don't get it. I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about it no more. Um, but I do know why most of us are fucked up. Because most of our kids and the young kids that we look up to, are, 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 the young kids look up to athletes and celebrities. And you saw the celebrity, you know, you saw Tiger sitting there next to a guy dressed as a bed. Um, you see Dwayne Wade's son, daughter, Son, him, they, she, whatever the fuck it is. And then you see basketball players who are looked up to, right? Kyle Kuzma walks in with a fucking balloon around his head. Looks like some weirdo fuck. Russell Westbrook dresses like a fucking clown. And then you got guys like this. Like, what's really happening here, homie? What's going on? What's cracking with this shit, man? I'm just saying, what the fuck happened? These are the alpha omegas of the world, right? Pro basketball, pro football. Aren't we the alpha made are we the alpha male? <laughs> you wonder why. Motherfuckers want to talk all this alpha male bullshit. I don't know if I've ever called myself an alpha male. I I got to be honest. I think it's fucking gay to say. I, I'm just going to be real. And if I got to call myself alpha male, then I'm probably not an alpha male. Uh, let's just be real. And we got these kids looking up to these so-called alpha male basketball players, football players, baseball players. And then, which, so I want you to look at this video again. And look at how his first, let's keep it real. 
Look at Ingram's fucking mouth. He really goes after this motherfucker's mouth. I got to bring Brandon Lang back on to do an investigation on, on, on Brandon Ingram. Look, he tried to kiss that motherfucker. He tries to kiss him like a bra. Look at it. Look. He grabs the back of his head. Look, look, look. Look, 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 look. Tell me that motherfucker didn't try to kiss him. Look, look, look. Tell me that motherfucker didn't try to kiss him first. Hold on. Does he try to kiss him first? Let me look again. Tell me that motherfucker didn't try to kiss that motherfucker. Tell me that motherfucker didn't try to kiss him. I'll wait. I'll, I want to hear all the comments. Tell me he didn't try to kiss that motherfucker. You cannot tell me. You can't. I'm, I'm, I'm going to start to get real convicted here in a minute. I'm going to start to talk shit and be my motherfucking self on Whitlock show because I'm about to start getting after this shit. You can't fucking tell me that this motherfucker, look at this motherfucker. Hold on. Hold on. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me pause this shit right, right there. Hold on. Tell me that motherfucker ain't loaded as fuck, homie. Tell me that motherfucker ain't so goddamn loaded, he don't know what the fuck's happening. Tell me that that motherfucker's not loaded as shit. Tell me that motherfucker's not off this vape pen, made up fucking weed, pineapple express bullshit that you all think is not fucking these cats up. Go ahead and tell me that that motherfucker ain't fucked up. That motherfucker is so goddamn loaded off of a bullshit vape pen. You already know what it is. And you're telling me that the weed ain't fucked up. Motherfucker, please. Can't sit here and tell me that this fucking weed ain't fucking these cats up. Don't sit here and tell me no more. I'm so fucking convinced beyond fucking doubt. That the weed these motherfuckers are smoking is causing all this shit. I don't give a fuck. And I'm going to tell it on every show I go on. I'm standing by it. I've been around it too long, dog. This ain't no regular weed from the earth. E-R-F. Earth, motherfucker. That's how we pronounce it in the hood. E-R-F. Earth. This ain't no weed from the earth. This is weed that you make at the weed dispensary that became legalized, if you haven't figured it out, in the last few years, that you can walk in and pick Strawberry Nana. Motherfucker, I didn't know you can grow Strawberry Nana marijuana from the earth, motherfucker. So I'm taking it that it's fucking made up. I think it's fucking got chemicals in it that is making this motherfucker... Look and act like this. What's the common denominator? What's the common denominator with this motherfucker right here? Hey, B-Mart, since you defend these young motherfucking soft pussies, what, what's the common denominator right here? What, what's he doing right now? Besides being like a total fucking shitbird and a fucking weirdo, what is he also doing? What is he also doing, B-Mart? He ain't playing, motherfucker. He's sitting on the fucking sideline out again. And you talking about it ain't the weed. Get the fuck out of here. Brian Rhodes, 
Eat a dick up, motherfucker. I don't give a fuck what you think. I know it's weed, motherfucker. I'm standing by it till the day I die. Motherfucker, that's weed. That's some fucked up ass weed. I don't know anybody that smokes weed from the earth who looks like that shit right there. By the way, everyone I know that smoke weed in a major way, let's go back. Island Iverson, motherfucker, stayed lit. Stayed smoking weed. How many games did Allen Iverson miss? Let's go Let's go back to the beat. Let's keep it real, homie. If you want to talk about it, it ain't the weed, motherfucker. How many games did Allen Iverson miss? He smoked weed every fucking day. So don't talk about it. it's not the weed, motherfucker. It's the weed that used to be real weed versus this fucking made-up chemical weed. That's the difference. When it was weed from the earth, you could play. When it's this made-up weed that Taco Bell makes... Motherfuckers sit out more games than I've ever seen in my life. 900 NFL players injured this year alone. Shit. Get missed me with the bullshit. How about, how about talk to me about the 900 motherfuckers who missed this year? How about talk to me about John Moran, how fucking high that motherfucker stays every fucking day? How about Zion Williamson? How about that motherfucker? I got wait till I have my boy on the show this week. Who's tomorrow, maybe he's gonna talk about raising them motherfuckers and he'll tell you. He'll tell you the motherfucking real. But you know, you know, you know, you got it. You motherfuckers know more. You know more. Um hold on, where's my fucking um how about this? How about this leaked video? Did you hear about this? God damn it. Did you hear about this leaked video? Some video that didn't want to get out. Go <laughs> got me tripping. Now, I know the video been out, man. Fuck. You gonna fuck us. It's so literal. It's unbelievable. So, you can't tell me that this motherfucker is not a wankster. <laughs> so, you know there's gangsters and there's wanksters. And uh, you can't tell me that this motherfucker is not a prankster and a wankster and a fake motherfucker. I'm just gonna be real. I got to keep it 100 with you absolutely 100% of the time. Every single person who has came out in his defense and every single person who's came out and said that he really could be from a hood is an absolute what I call buster, bitch-made motherfucker, and has not a clue what a real gangster truly is. That is fact. Every single one that I know is what we call a real one and is a real gangster has literally laughed at all the videos that John Morant has out there. So why is that the complete total difference in this whole ideology out here? Why is all the fake fucks on Twitter that defend him and think he's a real one, why are they all... Why do they all look like 
what they look like? And then why are the real ones the ones you don't see on Twitter? Because they don't have Twitter. And they saw the video and literally spit out their yak because they laughed so fucking hard at this fucking clown's videos. I'm just confused. I just want to be real. I just want to be real. I don't think you realize what a fucking gangster is. I mean, I'm be honest. I don't think you realize what a gangster is, if that's what you think's a gangster. Because <laughs> real gangsters aren't putting their shit on Instagram, dog. I mean, I'm just going to be real with you. Those are wanksters, pranksters. Fuck. We haven't even gotten into sports yet. I mean, I just had to show you so much fucking bullshit that's out there in the world that we haven't even got to the sports side of this shit. Holy fuck, man. What a fucking wild few hours and uh my goodness we are fucked up mediocrity is the new excellence all right mediocrity is the new excellence let's just be honest mediocrity is the new excellence all right i can't even believe i saw this right here can you believe this right here Steve Kim, can you believe this right here? What happened? Good morning. How you doing, Steve? Good, good, good. What's going on? I got to show you something. Yes, show me. This is being celebrated. Hmm. Well, that's interesting. We're number three. We're <laughs> number three. Have you ever seen a celebration of back-to-back third-place well, finishing in your life? Maybe they're a terrible program. Maybe they've never had success. And I wonder, are they selling like uh, foam fingers that are like with three instead of the one? Like, oh, that'd be like, that would know. be funny. We should make a third place foam finger. <laughs> We're number three. We're number three. I mean, hey, hey coach, I've been meaning to talk to you about this. How? I don't know. I, I, I watched a little bit of the uh, combine, saw some of the snippets and the clips. The the media has said for twenty some odd years, the combine is not important. Don't be fooled by the testing and all this other stuff. They're only throwing the shirts and cones. It's really about the game film. But when it came to a particular player, it was all about the combine. You know who I'm talking about. And I'm thinking, talk about the games. And we're talking about a quarterback who completed less than 54% of his passes. And now they're talking about him being maybe not just top five, but the number one pick, which I don't believe. I cannot wait for you and Salisbury to break down Anthony Richardson and Will Levis. There's such an agenda here. And I'm thinking, guys, he threw the ball. 53.8 53.8 percentage clip. I, I just, it's such an agenda what's going on there. Well, have you seen this video? All white. I am black. White supremacy. Slave trade. Because you're white. Racial discrimination. African Americans. Black women. White privilege. White privilege. White privilege. White people should feel a certain amount of guilt. Black men. White analysts. Black dude. Racist. White dude. I am a black man. My blackness. A lot of racist out there. Racist. 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 So, Steve, you work for the network. Um, You got out of that network because of the way they push this stuff. 
it blows my mind. Michael Irvin, you're fond of, of Miami, <laughs> U, Miami U alum. He's sitting out here suspended from doing anything, which blows my mind. I have no idea why he hasn't filed a suit versus these networks. But Kendrick Perkins is being apologized for. Not He hasn't came out himself. He was apologized for by Molly Quorum. And we're pushing the Kendrick Perkins shit under the rug that he's just this guy that can say whatever he wants. But you can continue to suspend Michael Irvin? I, I'm just confused here on how this whole thing works. Yeah, well, I think one of the issues is that Michael, I, I don't know if you call this a legal issue, but there is an issue. Uh, Kendrick Perkins is just guilty of being himself. And I guess being factually wrong. I Look, Kendrick Perkins, to me, he's never really stood out to me. And I think the other issue is Michael Irvin's much more high profile. And now you're going into the teeth of the Me Too movement. And I'm, I'm actually glad that Michael and his team are going on the offensive. But, you know, with Kendrick, I don't think anyone should really take him seriously. I've never really thought he gave strong basketball analysis for someone that had a long, lengthy NBA career. Never particularly entertaining. And now he's just not factually correct. So at what point, I, I don't know what value Kendrick Perkins adds to that network. By the way, uh, D Jones, she did absolutely apologize for Kendrick Perkins. I showed the fucking video earlier, and she said, we have to apologize on behalf of Kendrick Perkins for saying the voters were 80-20 white-owned. No, it's not 80-20. And she said we had to apologize as a network on behalf of Kendrick Perkins spitting out false information. So yeah. I don't know if it's not an apology to you, but where I'm from, it's a fucking apology. Right. So, Coach, at the very least, it's a clarification because that, that looks bad. Um, you know, Kendrick Perkins throws something out there with an insinuation or an implication. Uh, J.J. Redick uh, just <laughs> I, I was stunned he did that on live TV. But I think even he himself, as a glacier glider, said, you know, hold on. Hold on. I can't allow this to happen. And uh, But look, one of the issues with Jokic that I like, he, he can play in games. He plays in a large majority of games while Kevin Durant slips and falls and may be out for an extended period of time. Look, it's, I, I said it yesterday on Whitlock show. If you cannot play in at least 90% of your games, I, I would never vote you for MVP. I just wouldn't. I, I agree. I agree. Let me ask you this. How long is it before J.J. Reddick's fired? Uh, may have happened yesterday. If, if it's not going to be fired... I believe he could be phased out. Maybe he's like the a basketball version of Bart Scott, a little bit too honest for his own good. He may get a talking to, maybe the producers, whoever is or whoever his um his handlers or his management is, they may have a talk with him saying, Hey, look, you do this on this particular network, it won't be good for your long-term future. But you know, JJ is a bright guy though. He's one of those dookies. Um uh, you know, stuff like this may actually help his career if he has enough guts to go out by himself. He got his you know, own show. Right. So maybe this helps his brand. But I, I think there's only so much a man can take. But I will say this. J.J. actually did pander a lot when he ripped older NBA players playing to that certain generation. But, you know, for Kendrick per Perkins, that reaction that he had was just stuttering and stammering, saying F-A-X, facts. No, 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 but I'm like, oh, God, okay. <laughs> I mean, so they created this monster. They created this monster that now they must slay.
I lost I, JJ Reddick lost me a long time ago. I, I was cool at, at the beginning when he came out. He was fiery and he would fire back at Stephen A. I was like, okay. And then he came out with the whole other. Sh- I'm like, dog, this guy's too up and down for me to buy into. Uh, I'm glad he did that. But I think, let me ask you this question, though, that I had to ask yesterday. Um, do you really, I, you could, you know better than me, you were working at that network. Do you ever foresee a possibility of so many big names leaving and branching off on their own, like Marcellus Wiley and Whitlock and 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 and, and the Kelsey brothers and the, and the the pivot with Ryan Clark and those guys, Shanning and all them? Um, you know, Shannon Sharp has his own deal, Shay Shay Room or whatever. Everyone has a podcast now. At one point. Um, do you see the 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 big networks basically being a an afterthought and 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 crumbling so to speak because these YouTube views are bigger than the networks are getting? Yeah, I don't know if it'll be an afterthought. I think certainly being able to go out on your own and create your own network or a platform becomes a bigger, better option because it gives you freedom. And and if you're really outspoken, and especially if you do not fall on a certain political side of the street, then it becomes something that's very much an option, something that would become very appealing to guys like Aaron Rodgers who will not go lockstep with the liberal agenda or whatever the approved messaging is. Um, But look, with the way they pay these networks, and if you're seven figures and guaranteed, you're like, well, wait a minute. So I get the guaranteed money. I don't have to go out there and, and, and work for views and hits. That's also very appealing. And a lot of these guys just may want to play the role. Let me come on two, three times a week. It's an easy living. And if you pay me enough, I'll, I'll stay out of the politics. I'll stay out of the cultural issues. So, again, for certain guys like a Pat McAfee, who certainly seems like a go-getter, he needs his own platform. Other guys, you know what? They just want to blend in and be the beige spot on the beige wall, be a piece, be a cog in that machine. That works for them also. But... I do believe that the option of having your own YouTube channel or a podcast network, say, hey, you get your own show, you're going to have editorial and creative control. Then it becomes a situation where if you build up enough of a name at an ESPN and you start to feel suffocated, now that other option is always there, which probably wasn't about 10 to 15 years ago. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um what I gotta ask you, uh, what's going on with this man hate? But uh, I've just been lucky to be able to. All right, let's get into this, uh, Jim Beheim. So yeah, I'm a Jim Beheim guy. Let yeah. me, before we get into Jim Beheim and why you don't uh, like him as much as I do, I gotta ask you if you were to pick your t- Starting five all-time Syracuse Orange men under Jim Beheim in his 47-year career there. I want to give you mine, and you tell me. I, I'm going to give you two off the bench as well. I'm going to go Sherman Douglas. I'm going to go Mello at small forward. Shooting guard, I'm going to go Pearl Washington. I'm going to go Derek Coleman at center. And I'm going to go Hakeem Warwick at power forward. Off the bench, I'm going to go Moten and Stevie Thompson. Well, okay. So my point guard would be Sherman Douglas. 
My three would be Mello for sure. My four would be Coleman. My five would be Ronnie Cycli. He was a true center. The I two, like the two guard is hard. Would it be Moten? I thought Moten was more of a three. Um, who else would make it? Stevie Thompson out of Crenshaw High School. He'd come off the bench. Uh, who else would be on that team? Oh, uh, Jerry McNamara. I remember him. He was a sharp shooting. Maybe he's there. Yeah, he, he he's, might be my two, but I like yeah, to be position centric. Uh, Dwayne Pro Washington, probably the most high profile recruit they had in the '80s, alongside Derek Coleman. He'd be my backup point. I thought Sherman Douglas was. Uh, he led them to a Final Four, almost won it in '87. Um, the one thing about those Syracuse teams in the '80s that I remember is that they were loaded squads, all sorts of NBA players. Howard Trish was all he recruited LA hard. Yes, and one thing they could not do was shoot free throws late in games, and they actually lost the national title in 87 to Indiana because Derek Coleman had a one-and-one. One. He missed the front end of it, and then Keith Smart hit that baseline jumper. But they were highly athletic, fun teams to watch, all sorts of NBA talent, and every year they would flame out, but I do give them credit. In 1996, Oh, another guy that I put on my all-Syracuse team, John Wallace. He had an unbelievable senior year, led them to the finals against a loaded Kentucky team. They played them late. But when uh, Bayheim went to the 2-3 matchup zone, they became a tough out for everybody. And then 2003, the great Carmelo Anthony led them to a title. I, I don't hate Jim Bayheim. I'm just saying, I just thought it was a little bit of a whiner. Team sometimes underachieved. In the recent weeks, he complained about Miami buying players. And I'm like, Jimmy, you're in the same game. You dropped a few bags. We're all in the same game. Um, not that song, by the way, West Coast Rap All-Stars. But I'm just saying, for another coach to whine about other programs, when you've done the same thing, I'm like, Jim, just shut up and do your business. I have a question, though, looking at that press conference footage you played. Is he retiring or is he being forced out? He would not be clear about that. There seems to be some confusion. I think he's being forced out. Yeah. Kind of sending a tone, don't you? Yeah, because when he's saying, well, that's up to the university. No, but are you retiring? Well, that's up to the university. No, 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 but are you stepping down? Well, again, that's, I mean, Jimmy, just say it. And I'm not mad. I'm not mad at how he's saying it either because he's, I believe you coach somewhere 47 years and you win a few titles and you've won as many games as you've won. Isn't he number one all time? Well, I mean, he has to be close to it. He's been there for 800 years. And, but I will say this about Jim Beheim. When I think of him, I think of a very fond era when I love college basketball, almost as much as I love college football or do now, but from about 1984, to the early to mid-90s, maybe all the way to Allen Iverson, the Big East Tournament, those four days at the Madison Square Garden from Wednesday to Saturday night the were best. the greatest. That was by far the best postseason conference tournament, even better than the ACC. You had Georgetown. You had St. John's. You had Villanova. Providence was good here and there. Every game was a war. That's what almost Providence, right? Yeah, I mean, fights would break out. Teams would get into it. Oh, I mean, yeah, Mino got into it with Sarkink. Uh, what's his name? Is St. John's? Yeah, right. I mean, you had the Battle of the Sweaters, which is more of a regular season game. P.J. Carlissimo with his lucky sweater. I mean, the Big East, to me, 
was the apex. And when, when ESPN did that 30 for 30 about the death of the Big East, it was sad. And it's funny because Miami was actually an independent for years. Then they went to the Big East starting in 1991 and 92. And it was a, it was a big deal. But really, once football became so big that it was the major revenue driver for many programs, that really became the end of the Big East. And I would say the lowering of the bar of college basketball. I mean, Coach, I can name you a lot of players from that era in the Big East. I'm being dead serious. I cannot name you a single college basketball player from this season. I just don't watch and I don't care. I, I'm the same way. I could talk. I can go back and talk coaches. I could talk players. I, I can't do it at all anymore. I, I know UCLA and a few players because they've actually been one of the the unicorns in this thing. They're actually been together two and three years. So UCLA, in my opinion, may win it this year. Who knows? I wouldn't bet on it. But yeah, um, I, I mean, at least they have some continuity. Um, I got to get into this uh, this NFL stuff now. The Ravens, a franchise tag, Lamar Jackson. I know I was on Whitlock yesterday. You were on Whitlock yesterday. Um, speaking of Whitlock, though, before we dive into this Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers, so I didn't get to watch your segment, but what is the beef with Pau Gasol and you and Whitlock? No, so he thinks Pau should not have his jersey up. Pau Gasol is super skilled. I think he was right. one of the top five skillful forwards of all time. There we go. But I think he's as soft as runny baby shit. Okay, he's not finesse. He's not Carl Malone. I get it. He's not Bill Langbeer. But without him, Kobe only has three rings. And Kobe was ah! He wasn't going to win it without him. I don't know. That trade, know. that trade completely changed the legacy of Kobe Bean Bryant. And by the way, uh, Kobe Bean Bryant in game seven of 2010 played the worst game I've ever seen from a supposed all-time great player, six for 24. You know who rescued them? Two guys, Ron Artest and Pau Gasol. Pau Gasol actually makes an argument for being the NBA Finals MVP that season. If you look at Pau Gasol's number of all-star games, his international play, and also his play in the playoffs, he's a Hall of Famer. I don't let, me, let me ask you this, though. I argue the other side. They got their ass beat by Boston because he got ran through by Kevin Garnett and fucking punked okay. the entire game. By, even the, the the dumbass Kendrick Perkins punked them. Well, all right. And to be honest, Kobe right. came out, called him to the carpet, and said, your soft ass needs to step up next year. Right. Or By that standard, man. I believe Paul Gasol took Kobe's words and said, all right. Okay, well, then, then by that standard. So much to this day. See, this is what I love about the cult of Kobe. He never missed a shot. Nothing was ever on him. Uh, the 2004 finals against the Pistons, he shot a good batting average. He was awful. The ball should have been going into Shaq every doggone possession. But Kobe against triple teams is throwing uh, I mean, fadeaway 30-footers. Tom Malone didn't play. Okay. Gary Payne happened? was out. They had they rest, their whole team all and year. That was, was an issue. But let me shots. It, when I still remember Kobe Bryant in the summer of 2007 going on talk shows. Huh, I don't know about, about, about the future. And, and, and Jerry Buss did the greatest thing ever because he was trying to leverage a trade, any trade to get out of there. And Jerry Buss said to him, Kobe, you are a valuable asset. We want you here, but I'm going to tell you this right now. He said it in the nicest way possible. STFU, you put yourself in our organization in this position. 
if we get a trade that works for us, then we'll consider it. But till then, hold on and let us build this. And then Andrew Bynum got a lot better in his second, third year. Then they brought Cap Howe in. So I'm just saying, Pau Gasol is a Hall of Famer to be. And his, his mental basketball IQ was so high that Kobe respected him. And he was versatile. And I thought he did a hell of a job winning two NBA titles. The guy's going to be in the International Basketball Hall of Fame if he isn't already. And you're saying he doesn't deserve to have his number 16 on the wall of the crypto center? Oh, I completely disagree. Completely I I, disagree. I don't disagree with the crypto. I, I'm fighting the Hall of Fame. Oh, what? Wait a minute. You really don't think... Pau Gasol belongs in Springfield. Oh, come. I can name you 50 guys that have better resume than that guy, that guy, which I don't want to do, but I could. Well, this is the problem, though. We're, 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 we're look at where, where we become. I mean, we're fucking. Right. Can I just say something? Pau Gasol would never have a number three foam finger because he so wore the ring twice. Oh, come on. Uh, see, this is what I love. Every, you know what's funny? The same Kobe Bryant, and again, I'm, I want to be realistic. He wasn't winning titles if Lamar Odom was his second in charge. He wasn't because Lamar is a great, versatile player, but he needed to be the fourth or fifth best player on that team who could play different roles. Kung Pao Gasol as the number two guy was absolutely – and this is what I hate when people say, well, well, he wasn't the best player. Blah. Okay, James Worthy may have never really been the pure best player on the Lakers. He was the number three option offensively for about six years of his career. So you're saying big game James Worthy did not belong in the Hall of Fame? It's ridiculous. Oh, no, I don't say that. Well, Whitlock was trying to refer to it. Yeah. Uh, but we are, you know, I get it, Steve. Let's put everybody in the Hall of Fame because mediocrity is the new excellence. Well, he's not mediocre, though. That's the thing. He's, he's not. He's not KG. You're making it sound like he's Spanish Kurt Rambis. And by the way, shout out to Superman Rambis. You played a valuable role, banging bodies, grabbing rebounds. You threw great outlet passes. I argue that Mark Gasol could have been better. Well, they're different positions. Mark Gasol was more of a bruising five, but but Pau Gasol's ability to play the two-man game, high post, he could square up for about 15 to 18 feet, high basketball IQ. Look, was he a physical brute? No, that's not his game. That is not his game, but if you look at the Lakers, the first year they got right, they got run out by the Celtics, and they won the NBA Finals twice, so they won it. They made three straight NBA finals as soon as he got to L.A. He mattered. He absolutely mattered, and he deserves that 16 up there. And like I told Whitlock, the next time I'm at that place for a fight, I will look back, and I'm going to look up at those rafters, and I'm going to salute. He's our Spaniard, Maximus, Maximus. Watch game seven. Kobe played the worst game I've ever seen. He went six for 24. And I'm like, like, this guy's not Jordan. For and I credit but, him getting in Powell's ass the year before, and that's why Powell finally dropped his nuts. Well, no, what you need to credit him is six for 24. And then I, I love the Kobe fans. Oh, he actually played a good game. Folks, I'm a Tony Gwynn fan. If Tony Gwynn ever went 0 for 6 in the Game 7 of the World Series and struck out four times, I would never say, well, he caught every fly ball his way. 
These Cult of Kobe fans, they're the most unrealistic group of people I've ever seen in my life. Oh, stop it. LeBron James fans are by far worse. All right, that's like comparing syphilis to gonorrhea. I don't want either of them. Hey, what do you think about this masculinity? What do you about what about this masculinity that we got going on here? Where have you gone run DMC? What, Where what? have you gone EP? What has happened to hip hop? What what is there? I mean, seriously, I think it's almost uh, Woodlock calls it demonic. I I don't think he's far off on that, coach. I really don't. Well, wait up though. You know the Woman of the Year award came out yesterday. I Argentina, saw that. Alba Ruada is a transgender woman who was kicked out of class. <laughs> I mean, look. Steve, people... you're not helping with saying Paul Gasol's a Hall of Famer. Oh, I can't wait till that happens. In fact, you know what? If he hasn't, when he gets inducted, I want him to actually say, and I want to thank the Korean Cosell. You know what? No, thank you, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, by the way, this whole Lamar Jackson thing, there are media members who probably care more about this than their own family members. Have you noticed? Have you seen that? Like, these guys are really into it. It's like, are they getting a cut? Are they getting a percentage of Lamar's new contract? So let me ask you something. How is it a how is it collusion? I'm just going to be I want I want to ask how it's collusion. So let's go in. Let's let's break down the collusion of Deshaun Watson. Um, I would ask that it's collusion by the white owners who gave this motherfucker $250 million guarantee when he has 70,000 girls out there claiming allegations against him. I would argue that Kareem Hunt should have been banned and buried under a jail cell somewhere. How about Mixon possibly shooting an 11-year-old recently mm. and hitting a 19-year-old in the face on camera? How about Tyreek Hill? How about I can go on and on and on? I would argue the other way, that it's collusion by the owners to allow these idiots to continue to play. But, Coach, I I've said this before. If everyone jumped off a bridge, would you jump off the bridge also? Just because Cleveland made a terrible deal, the rest of the league does not have to use that as precedence. The other thing is, look, Lamar's going to get his money somewhere, somehow. He will get paid more than Daniel Jones and Geno Smith and Derek Carr because he's worth it. He's earned it. But if you do not actually state that there are some concerns about his downward trend statistically and his injury history recently, I didn't realize he missed 10 out of the last 22 games. Coach, who would not be? Well, that's not exactly a guy that I'm thinking, you know, here's a half billion dollars, all of it guaranteed. Who in the hell in their right mind would do that? That's what I'm saying. But it's collusion. Get the fuck out of here, collusion, my ass. Well, you know what? You know what's funny? All he can't the hits ball, Steve. He can't well, do a hit. Well, coach, I'm gonna charge all the Brazilian supermodels of colluding to not go out with me. I, I mean, how, how far are we going with this? Teams are allowed to be fiscally sound and responsible. The other thing is, coach, you know this. Whoever decides to make the commitment to Lamar Jackson, you have to change your whole offense. You really do. That's why you only go to one place, Steve. Washington. Yeah, I mean, oh, God. Oh, and boy, Robert Griffin, 
boy, he would ride, he would pander off of that. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at some of his tweets, RG3, and I'm like, bro, you're trying too hard. You really are. But I look, he's going to get his money. But I actually thought Atlanta was the best fit for a lot of different ways. I think culturally, they would love Robert, uh, excuse me, Lamar Jackson. They play on a fast track, indoor stadium. They have a big body number one receiver in Drake London that has a lot of promise. They drafted a good uh, running back out of BYU that was productive. So some pieces are in place. And they went 7-10. and 10, So they're not completely terrible. But obviously, I think they've come out and said that they don't, they're not interested. But I just think it's hilarious. I've never seen a player who's been injured as recently as much as he has where everyone's acting like he's Lou Gehrig. And that simply is not the case. No, he's not. And let me be honest, Steve. Can we be real honest here? Can we really talk football? And 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 so we've given everyone these multiple chances. Deshaun Watson, we don't even need to speak on. Everyone else that I mentioned. And then let's talk about the white players who've also got saved by grace. Big Ben, we don't know his real story. My point is, they've all been saved by owners. They've all allowed them to play with baggage. And it doesn't matter what color they are. Right. There's an old phrase. If you can play, you can't stay. And that's my thing. <laughs> and let me ask you this, Steve. If Lamar Jackson was so good and everyone knew he was the true MVP and he was the best quarterback, don't you think they would have high-tagged him? Don't you think they would have already signed yeah. him? Don't and you think they'd be salivating to get this guy on a low tag right now when no one's came forward and said – We'll match it or try to deal. Will well, it. coach, um, he needs an agent. <laughs> Get call Lee Steinberg, call Gary Richard, or what? Call somebody. Call Condon. Your mom's. Your mom's. I'm sure she's a fine lady, but at this point, you need professional representation. Um, I don't know what else to say other than that. The way he's handled it. Also, coach, we didn't bring this up. He sat out a playoff game, and I think we've already had one player kind of come out and question that, and I think he's been – I think all the players are being pressured. Don't rip Lamar because it's very sense. And also, they don't want the social media heat. But if I'm in that locker room, and I'm, I'm kind of like at the end of my career or closer to the end than the beginning, and I know my time is limited as a National Football League employee – and you, as a quarterback, sit out a playoff game. I don't care what your contract situation is. Um, I'm looking at you with a side eye. And you know us Asians, we can give a side eye like no one's been. But I would really be giving this guy the side eye saying, well, hold on. Are you in this or not? I don't think that's a good look. Lamar not only missed a game, he didn't even show up to the game to be on the sidelines yeah. to help his backup who was was very into – he defended Lamar. He helped Lamar the whole season. He always supported Lamar, and then Lamar don't even show up to help his fellow brother Huntley in a playoff game. That, that that to me is unbelievable, and it's telling. It's really telling. Um, all right, Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes are heating up. The optimism is getting real. How long do I have you today? Uh, still about eight-ish. All right, so I got it. I got my top twenty linebackers of all time. <laughs> I, I know who should be number one. Me too, and it ain't your guy. So let me ask you. Oh um, I gotta, uh, I gotta ask you. A Rod to the Jets is just rubbing me the wrong way. Why? I, I love it for A Rod. I a see him on the West Coast. Okay, my, but coach, 
If it's not West Coast, if you look at the Jets, they have a number one receiver. They have an elite defense. If Brees Hall comes back, they have a running game. Uh, that All the pieces are there. I'm just, I, I agree with you. San Francisco, Las Vegas, they seem to be kind of like makes more sense because of its history. But from a football perspective, the two best rosters that he can go to, in my view, is either the Niners or the Jets. The Jets were average quarterback play from being a double-digit win team. If they just got average quarterback play, they would have made the playoffs. I like it. I mean, I like it for the league, I guess. Um, I just don't know if he's going to end his career on the East Coast. Like, I see him playing golf. I see him wanting to be in weather that's conducive to playing golf. I just don't see him on the East Coast. Now, but coach, did you ever see Brett Favre as a Minnesota Viking in a New York Jet? It but, happens. I mean, it happens. Mississippi, but yeah, I don't know. So if you're a betting man, you're saying Favre going to the Jets is going to happen, huh? Oh, well, I know. I really don't know, but I'm just, I've said for a while, the Jets are a really good young roster. They have a number one receiver. And they have a good little slot receiver in Berrios and Elijah Moore. They have a running back. I like their defense. They had a great draft last year. Both of those guys hit Sauce and Garrett Wilson. Pieces are in place. Pieces Make sure are you guys place. down the like button for me on me on three. Hit the like button. Um, don't, don't go nowhere without hitting that button. We got a lot to discuss here. I got a lot going on here. There's a lot in the sporting news. Sean Kemp, people told me he wasn't a shooter. And I said, he's got 20 kids. He's definitely a shooter, Steve. <laughs> oh, the rain shooting charge. Um, I, I don't oh. understand. 53 years old. You got 20 kids. I'm sure you're broke by now because you're paying unbelievable child support. <clears throat> How do you not stay out of the way? I mean, Sean Kemp, the thing that I remember about him is that he was this high-flying athletic monster, right? And then the NBA lockout happened, and it looked like he put on 80 pounds, and his career was never the same. It was one of the most rapid declines I've ever seen, from an athletic freak to a guy that looked like Grimace. It was sad. He couldn't get off the floor. And now he's doing this. I mean, it, that, that is sad. I was stunned when I woke up to that story this morning. <sighs> yeah, it's it's unfortunate. I, I don't know what's what's happening with that one. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of interesting things, Steve, we could talk to. I got to do this top 20. I, I got about three more minutes before we do our top 20. Daniel Jones signs for basically 190 million, uh, uh, 60 guaranteed, I believe. Derek Carr is 60 guaranteed for two years. He's got to hit year three and four to get to 100 million dollars that a lot of people don't understand in this contract world. He's really only guaranteed two years, 60, which is about right for Derek Carr, in my opinion. Uh, I'm not a Derek Carr guy, but I believe he's got nine years in the league. He's he's kind of earned it. He's got tooth in the game. Um, I think he is better than that in the NFL average, which is so bad, it's below average, I guess. <laughs> uh, the th This is the thing I got to ask. You still have Jimmy G out here, who I think is a great fit with the Jets. You have Ryan Tannehill out here. You're going to have Jameis Winston now. Mm. You're going to have a lot of mediocre to below subpar guys out here who mm. are 
possibly guys that can make an impact somewhere because the league is just riddled with bad quarterback play. I don't know if you knew this, Steve. I said it on Whitlock. 39 quarterbacks last year threw 100 passes or more in the NFL. 39. That tells you something. Like Quarterback play is at an all-time low, but we keep awarding these athletes playing the position, and we're enamored with the athletes. I'm not enamored with the athletes. I'm enamored with great quarterback play, and I'm not seeing it. So having said that, who is going to turn the market and make some things really change here? Is it Tannehill? Is it Jimmy G? Is it is it who is going to settle this whole thing down? Because Geno Smith just signed, Derek Carr's done, and we all know wherever Aaron Rodgers lands is the is going to state where Lamar ends up. In my opinion, I think it has to happen that way in that pecking order. Um, I think if I think if Aaron goes to the Jets. Lamar goes to Washington. That's just what I think. And then I think Tannehill, Jimmy G, and all the rest fall in somewhere. Um, but who ends up a Raider? I, I, who ends up a Niner? Yeah. Like, those are I, two critical sp- spots, aren't they? Yeah. I, Jimmy G is interesting. He wins a lot, but you want to talk about being a product of a system and benefiting from a great roster and i don't hate jimmy g i i did not understand why they uh drafted trey lance and gave up all that to replace him i, I don't i'm not really high on trey lance Tannehill to me i think has proven he's i don't want to say mediocre but he's not elite and that window seems to have shut in tennessee so what i find interesting coach it's clear to me now the new average salary for these poor quarterbacks is right around what 30 to 35 million. That amazes me because you are just raising that bar for largely mediocre play. Now, I will say this Geno Smith with his contract, I think that's great. It works for both sides. It's realistic, it's well deserved. They have a chance to grow together. I love Seattle's future, especially with that draft coming up. They can go several different directions. I believe they have two choices in the top 20. And Geno Smith, I think, is going to have a late career renaissance. He kiss him like a bra. Look at it. Look. He grabs the back of his head. Look, look, look. Look, 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 look. I don't know what happened. What uh, happened? I'm getting flashbacks. But, yeah, so I kind of look at that. Um, with Jimmy G, you know, maybe the Raiders have to settle on him. Because, Coach, I'm not going to lie to you. There's all the, this year's quarterback draft, I'm actually hearing that four co- uh, quarterbacks might go in the first 15 picks. And I'm like, I only think two of them can play. I think Stroud and, and Young. But what do I know when I keep saying there's a reason? The NFL owner and GM knows what is a real good quarterback and what's not. And now we're shooting crabs in a barrel, in a bucket, because we have no real legitimate guys in the NFL. They're all fucking average, and we're taking average guys out of the college draft now. Like, the guys coming out are – Anthony Richardson, I'm just telling you right now, he's going to be the next RG3 or Vince Young. Absolutely. You'll never yeah. hear from him again. You'll never hear from him again. Uh, Will Levis, you'll never hear from again. No. Um, Bryce Young, we'll see if he can last as long as a Drew Brees did um, by being efficient, accurate, and witty. We'll see. Um, because – Steve, the only way I see Bryce Young making it is because it's not in the old times. It's the new era of soft football where you can't hit the quarterback. So I could see him maybe lasting. Uh, 
And I don't see Caleb William next year being the guy, or or even I know you're high on the May kid, the white May kid. I don't yeah. know if um, I don't see the quarterback. I just don't. Yeah, see well, Drake Drake May is a is a pure pocket passer with athleticism. He's got real size. I know the kid you've been bringing up uh, out of Fresno State, Jake Hayner. I like him. I think he's a very good value in rounds two or three. If you go back to when they beat UCLA at the Rose Bowl two seasons ago. He really opened my eyes. And one thing about – look, it's very simple. In baseball, I don't care how you look, what you've done. Can you put the barrel of the bat, consistently make contact, and hit line drives and get on base? I don't care how you look, okay? Because I've seen a lot of great athletes who can do everything on the baseball field except hit. With quarterbacks, it's very simple. Can you make passes over and over and, and create first downs and completions? Hayner does that. Jake is actually a guy that I kind of like. Yeah, I like him. Um, all right, I got eight minutes with you. Let me get into my top 20 linebackers. Okay, this will be go good. 25. I could probably go 25, Steve, but I'm gonna start at uh, these are guys that I that I that I left out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now we talked about pass rushes before, and I said that there was a few pass rushing hybrid linebackers that I had that I would put on my linebacker list. I gotta Hardy Nickerson is from Watts. He went to Verbum Day High School. Good friend. Cal. Hardy Nickerson was a dude. Yep. Um, I'm a, I got Hardy Nickerson at number 20. Mm. All Mason right. Bowls. Jo- I got Joey Porter at 19. Okay. I got Pat Swilling at 18. Hmm. I got Andre Tippett at 17. That seems a bit low, Andre Tippett. I got Zach Thomas at 16. 16. Okay, that's a middle linebacker. I'm throwing London Fletcher at 15. I'm surprised you didn't have him higher based on what you've told me before. That's interesting. I'm throwing Luke Keckley. Keckley? I'm putting him at 15. He could have been higher, but his injuries. I thought he ran as well as any middle linebacker during his prime. So I got James Harrison at 13. Okay. Sam Huff at 12. One of the all-time greats. Okay. Patrick Willis, 11. You know what? If Patrick Willis would have had a more natural or longer career, remember, he only played seven years, made seven Pro Bowls. Let's say he plays another five years. He's probably not probably. He's in the top 10. Great athlete, could really strike. Ricky Jackson. Wow, that that seems a tad low. But six he was time All Pro, six time Pro Bowl, Super Bowl champ, Hall of Famer, leader of the Dome Patrol. They all made the Pro Bowls. Von Jackson or Von Johnson, Pat Swilling, and small package Sam Mills. God rest his soul. And Ricky Jackson, Kevin Green, love Kevin Green, love Kevin. So you're putting him at because he was a consummate rush edge. I remember the uh, the Rams. During his last year, they played the Eagle defense, which is two down linemen. They had five different linebackers, and Fritz Schirmer ran all these blitz packages. I, I love Kevin Green. But if you're on classification on, on an NFL roster, the, uh, Kevin Green, Von Miller, Lawrence Taylor, they're classified as outside linebackers okay. on a roster, so that's how I went with it. Um, all right, Terrell Suggs. Wow, so Suggs, didn't he have his, have his hand in the ground a lot, though? Didn't he play a lot of end? 50, and they played a 50, which was a, a nose guard, two, two, three techniques, or four eyes, or whatever you want to call them. And then Suggs 
and those guys were outside backers. They can rush the edge or they yeah. can drop. So Suggs played a lot of coverage too. Yeah. And and that's why I got Pete him there. should not be overlooked. When, when you talk about that era of Ravens defense, obviously you think about Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Hololi Nada, Bolware was there. T. Sizzle should be in the Hall of Fame. I think eventually he should have his bust in Heisman. He was a big game player, and he was ultra productive. Harry Carson. Wow. You know, I, I, <laughs> I know Whitlock thinks he doesn't belong in the top 20. Um, what? Yeah, Whitlock thinks he winded his way to the NFL. Which I think I'm pro bowler. I know. Look, I, don't, I didn't say I agree with yeah. him. Dude. You could argue he made Lawrence Taylor's job easier. Oh, yeah, him and Carl Banks. Look, that was a great linebacker called Gary Reasons. That was a great force, and they played that uh, 34 defense. Kerry Carson was a rock inside. Absolutely. But I, I, I always wondered why it took so long for him to make the Hall of Fame. I felt bad for the guy. But Harry uh, Carson absolutely belongs in your top 20. DeMarcus Ware. Great edge rusher. I don't know. Pro bowler. No. Uh, seven times all pro. He was a defensive player of the year. He won the Buckets Award. Uh, he's a Super Bowl champ. I mean, he checks the boxes. He's a Hall of Fame class of 23. He had 139 sacks, ninth all time. Only Kevin Green and Terrell Suggs have more from the linebacker position. I got to have him in there. Huh. Okay, keep going, because I think there's one guy that I, if you don't have in there, I think it's going to be talked Ray about. Nitschke. Okay, absolutely. One of the great ones. One of the great ones. Brian Erlacher. Okay, I think you're going to I think you're going to have this one guy, and this city already hates you, and they're going to hate you more. Keep going. Derek Brooks. Okay, the consummate Will linebacker. To find that error at that position, keep going. So I got to have Mike Singletary. All right, so now what is that, number three? Yep. Okay, can't disagree with the Samurai. Number two? Derek Thomas. Derek Thomas. And your number one is, is Lawrence Taylor. Right. You don't have Ray Lewis in your top 20. You're out of your mind. This may be the single worst list. Ray Lewis makes an argument for being top two. I I, I fucked up. I, I, I totally missed him on my thing. I don't know why. I have I, him. I, I actually have, want to hang up on you. Have, you are out of your Ray Lewis should be one of the first guys you put on there. That's I, like saying. But I went backwards forward, so I fucked oh, up. Oh, man. Yeah. You went backwards all right. I'm going to tell you one yeah, thing right I now. Got, he's number three in my all-time list. Number three. He's, look, he's a more complete you player than Derek I have him at number three. I okay. missed I missed a guy, by the way. That's why I'm all fucked up. Yeah, I and by the way, okay, Derek. so can I just tell you something? No Jack Lambert? No, I ha yes, I do, but I have Chuck Bednarik in my list that oh, I missed. Oh, Creed Charlie went both ways. By the way, I, I missed him on my list because I went from uh, top. Okay, you know what? My is number three. I also had Junior Seau in my top ten originally, and he's the 92 wow. defensive player of the year. He's the he, – I got to have Ray Lou. I got to no. have – Junior, you know, you know what? Your list, I hope you wrote that in pencil. This is like saying, I'm going to do my all-time Yankees list and not having Babe Ruth in there. Ray so Lewis like, was a true middle backer. He's not 
He was a middle backer who was smart. He would hit you downhill. He wasn't a cover guy. He well, he had over 40 guy. interceptions. A Wait a minute. He's the only player in NFL history to go 40-40. 40 sacks, 40 interceptions. So don't give me this crap that he's a two-down box linebacker. Miami Ray pro, Miami pro. He would have, Miami. You would have Barrow on there if you could. Oh, Bam Bam Barrow. What a 93 he had. Miami linebacker ever on that oh, list. By the way, you know who you forgot? And this guy was ahead of his time. He was athletic. He could have played in any era, and he was. Yes, Mike Ditka. I mean, I mean, Dick Buckus. I know I missed. Oh my God! You better redo this list, bro. No Buckus. I got, I got, I gotta go with. I'm, I'm looking at the JJ Reddicks of the world, the calling them the police and the firemen. I'm looking at the old guys, oh and I'm sitting there like, dog. I don't know if these guys. Because, are- you know, you know a guy who I think could have played in any era, and he just looked different. Willie Lanier, Kansas City Chiefs. That guy was an animal. By the way, Charles Haley we put as a defensive yeah. lineman on our last list. So I we have Charles I Haley mean, as our D lineman, so that's why he's not I on mean, the list. Junior Seau was great, but I still remember Leslie O'Neill called him out one time. He was doing an interview, and he, and, they, and Roy Firestone said, wow, isn't Junior Seau a great leader? And Leslie O'Neill just deadpans. Leader, huh? And what no, like- I, and by the way, I said DeMarcus Ware was a linebacker, not a D-lineman. When we did the D-line list, I said DeMarcus Ware was not a D-lineman. That is where Matt and I argued. That's why I saved DeMarcus Ware for the linebacker list. I got Von Miller on the outside looking in on the linebacker list because of the hybrid of him. He didn't have the stats DeMarcus Ware had. Well, Coach, Leslie O'Neal flat out said about Junior Seau, he goes, well, leader. Do you mean playing the wrong gaps, freelancing, not playing the defense? I mean, if you want to call, I was like, wow. Because Junior would freelance a little bit. He would try to cut plays from the outside. He he would take a lot of gambles. There's a couple of guys that I'd have in there or would have considered. Wilbur Marshall, an athletic freak. This guy could run with wide receivers down the seam. He was, and he could hit He could hit the hell out of people. Carl Banks. One of the most technically sound players. And I thought he was the perfect bookend to the great LT. Yeah, he was stiff. Willie McGinnis. Ah, uh, he's not top 20. No, but he, I think he deserves a lot of credit, though, because he was an absolute bully off that he edge. He's a hybrid walk-up edge guy who can pass rush, play a five technique, right. or outside backer. Um, I, I feel – but no Jack Lambert, huh? I just I go back. I'm look. The only guys I put on the old list are the Benerics of the world, who I thought uh, Jack Lambert played in color. I mean, way back, but his stats are just you can't keep him out. He's an all time. Another oh, by the way, you're missing Jack Ham. Benerics in the top 100. I, I agree, but Jack Ham is one of the most technically sound outside linebackers ever. Yeah, Jack. he was, and he was nasty, and I love him. And I love Lambert. I love Lambert. Uh, Jack Cam. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd redo that list. I, if you, I was your teacher. Steve, you can't make everybody happy, and you got to. You, well, you're making to- everyone unhappy. I mean, look, if I was your teacher, that thing would have so many red things that you would look like a red out. I'd be do this again. I, I, I fucked up on Ray Lewis. I had him on my number three, but I passed him. But let uh, me ask you this. God, dog. Let me ask you this, though. On this list. You can't make up 20 linebackers. There's there's 
There's 20 outside linebackers alone, not to mention 20 oh, inside linebackers. That's what McChesney does, though. Then you got three, four linebackers, four, three linebackers. True yeah, Mike. You're not going to get top 20. You're just going to get. Well, you're gonna, you could. I mean, but. You're throw everybody into a pot. Another outside linebacker, and he kind of. Ted Hendricks. Ted Hendricks, the Matt Stork from the U, three time All American, all time one, top 100 player, NFL Hall of Famer. Everybody, you hear the trend that everything's Miami based? No, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're the guy that missed Ray Lewis. Don't, don't, don't be doing that bullshit. Get out. You missed Ray Lewis. Wow, that's like me saying, "Hey, Steve, who are the greatest home run hitters?" And not putting in Hank Aaron. Oh uh, yeah, I, I, who's Hank Aaron? What he taught? That that that's egregious. Wow, wow. I, we're gonna do baseball coming up. It's it's getting in baseball season. We're gonna do our t best hitters of all time, and then we're yeah, gonna do you'll our probably leave out Tony Gwynn. I get it. I'm already bracing myself. You're gonna have no Tony Gwynn, no Rod Carew. You'll probably leave out Ted Williams because he played in the olden days. I, I, I think I think I think Pete Rose and Tony Gwynn are my one and two best hitters of all time. <laughs> hitters, 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 hitters. Not well, for average. Well, yeah. Ichiro's gonna be up there modern day. There's got to be some linebackers. By the way, Andre Tippett was considered the LT of the AFC. I know he was a beast. He was like a black belt in karate, so you didn't want to yeah. mess with them in a street corner. Uh, who else is there that I really? Like, um, I, I think pretty much you missed some guys, but yeah, I, I gotta, I'd have to go through the list. Um, there's a lot of guys, man. I'm, there's a lot of guys. I mean, you're missing a lot of guys. And then there's some guys now, like you could throw in some guys right now, maybe. I mean, uh, oh, by the know. way, you know who I really liked was a good all around football player and it, not top 20, but Seth Joyner was such a versatile guy. Seth Joyner could do everything on the football field. He could cover. He could set the edge. He could be a bully outside. Tough, hard-nosed guy with the Philadelphia Eagles on that great defense. Uh, I really liked him a lot. I'd have to think about who are some of the other linebackers that I've liked throughout the history. You got, boy, that Ray Lewis not having Jack Ham, Lambert, Lanier. I would complete you know what, next week, do a new list. God, Doug. That that segment right there should have been sponsored by Whiteout. I playing. I mean, I'm just saying. I can't. How about how about how about where are you put Ken Norton at? Top fifty-ish, a winning football player. I mean, he made Pro Bowl. Very good inside linebacker, anchored defense. There's so many guys. I mean, we could go on and on and on. Daryl Talley. I remember him playing back in oh, the day. How about Cornelius Bennett? No, I said him. Oh, you said Bennett. Biscuit was a good player. Should have been a Ram. He was part of that Dickerson trade. We didn't want to pay him, so we shipped him out to uh, to Buffalo. Biscuit was great. Daryl Talley was great. Who else am I missing here? But, yeah, I mean, I guess, but I, I would redo that list. Ray Nitsky. I mean, there's fucking Bill George. I mean, there's all kind of – Ted Hendricks, you mentioned. Willie yeah. Lanier. Willie Lanier, but, you know, he's 67. Um Played at 67. Bobby Bell, I remember he played for Bobby the Bell, great athlete for the Chiefs. I Bobby mean, there's guys, but, I mean, what is our criteria here? We're gonna break it down. We gotta get into it deeper. Um, Chesney would hate your list. I'm just you. I can't wait. I can't wait to have him on tomorrow and talk about the list. Uh, <laughs> Jack Ham, uh, our boy John Hadley's mad at me. I don't have Jack Ham on there. Yes, Jack, Jack Ham. Ham. Jack Ham played with a bunch of hams. Oh, and by the oh, get out of here. By by the way, 
Another Miami guy made a lot of pro. Jesse Armstead, Superman at a Dallas card. I want to give you a top 20 guy. Top 20 outside linebacker, though. Him and Derek Brooks were the two best. Maybe, yeah. Jesse Armstead was one of the fastest linebackers ever I've ever seen. Number one recruit. One of the last, the last recruiting class was anchored by uh, Jimmy Johnson at Miami. And uh, did you ever watch that 30 for 30? On the Dallas Carter team, they won the state title. Were the number one team in the country, and like eight of those guys went on a like a robbing spree. Terrible, terrible. But not Jesse Armstead though. Lived a good life. He was raised well. But anyway, yeah, Armstead. Jesse Armstead. Want to want to get his name in there? Hey, John Hadley, you're listening. I think there's a trend going on here, and it's real heavy Miami Hurricane based, and it seems like we got a conspiracy going on here. Um, we're gonna have to get into it. Uh, Who's the best quarterback of all time? Quarterback or cornerback? Quarterback. Is it quarterback Joe Montana? I, I know, but we I'm agree sorry. with that. We agree with that one. I'm just waiting for you to say, like, um, you know, Testaverde or something. You know what I mean? God. This is bad. This is God. bad. Blue uh, two national know. titles. I'm I don't, just, you know what's funny with Testaverde? I don't even have him on the Mount Rushmore of Miami Hurricane quarterback. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting for you to say Jim Kelly's one, Bernie Kozar's two. Jim Tyler Kelly. Three. Now, there's a quarterback. <laughs> Vinny Testaverde's not even on my Mount Rushmore of Miami quarterbacks, and people kill me. And I say, excuse me, when you throw basically 10 interceptions in two bowl games and cost us two national titles, sorry, you're not on my Mount Rushmore. I'd much rather have Steve Walsh. I'd rather have Ken Dorsey. I'd rather have <laughs> Jacory Harris, huh? <laughs> Jacory Harris. You know, we put him in a bad oh, system. No. But he's not in my top 10 Miami quarterbacks, though. Jacor now, Brad Kaya out of Woodland Hills. Brad, I want to give you credit. You're a fine young man. And shout out to Brad Sr. I'm good friends with him. I'm biased there with Brad Kaya. Berlin. <laughs> All right. Brock gets a bad rap for one thing. We didn't play the spread with him. He was 5'11", and we have him under center. And I'm like, bro, can we get into a shot? That's when we played at Evangel Prep in uh, New Orleans. He was a spread quarterback. Most That's underrated Miami quarterback of all time, Craig Erickson. Yes, best release. And great story. Craig Erickson, they asked him, hey, if Jeff George transfers here, are you going to, like, renege on your commitment? And Craig Erickson said the greatest thing ever. He says, no. He goes, when you come to a school like Miami, you should be expected to compete. That's a winner. That's a win. That's a hard man. Hard men make good times. Gino Toretto, argue, Toretta, arguably the best quarterback ever to walk the planet on that. Would you, would you be quiet? Hey. He's the toughest. I will say he's the toughest nasty, quarterback we had. Nasty. I love his guts and nuts. But he wasn't Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly is the definition of arm talent. The definition. Nah, he didn't have arm talent, but he just had – he was even more nuts and guts than Toretta. Look, if you watch what he did. With hey, you had some paisans back then, didn't well, you? Well, yeah, look, the great Miami quarterbacks have all come from outside of South Florida. Uh, Bernie Kozar, Youngstown, Ohio. Um, Jim Kelly is from near the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. Uh, Gino Toretta, Pinole, California. So Craig Erickson is from West Palm Beach. So most of the great Miami quarterbacks are not from the Dade County. But Jim Kelly, what, what, what a soldier he was. What a soldier. But I cannot believe you forgot Ray Lewis. I mean, God, I knew you wanted to troll me, but that was bad. I, I was just was had to mess with you. I know, I know Ray was your number one, so I had to mess with you. 
Best pure uh, defensive player of the past 25 years, Raymond Anthony Lewis. Oh, what a football playing gladiator 52 was. Yeah. Eh. Eh. Yeah. God. Eh. Go, go, go work out. I can't wait to talk about this some more. Uh, we'll have a new list next week. Yes. Please, please revise that one. God, dog. <laughs> no, we're not revising it. I'm not putting Jack Ham on there because John Hadley wants me to. Jack Ham played with the Hams. I, I got to go J.J. Reddick, full J.J. Reddick on this. You know, people consider Jack Ham one of the the best outside linebackers ever. He's in the Mount Rushmore. He's not LT. I get it. He may not be Derek Thomas. But when it comes to playing that position, he's, he's literally in the top five, and you don't have Ham. Hold on. Wow. Derek Thomas, in my opinion, would – could are, could have fought and battled Lawrence Taylor as the best football player of all time if he Derek didn't. Thomas. If he, he didn't really, pass away. Okay, you think you think Derek Thomas scraped in the run game? Do you think he held the edge as well as a Lawrence Taylor? He could have did anything. He did anything. Think, I I don't think he's as complete a football player as Ray Lewis. I'm just telling you. Oh, I think Derek Thomas was on his way to being. Right there with Lawrence Taylor. I believe Lawrence Taylor is the greatest football player to ever walk the earth. He might be. And, and let me just say this. Derek Thomas had the quickest first step I've ever seen. However, you could take him out of his game. I still remember a game where Shannon Sharp trash-talked him into like having a mental breakdown on a Monday night game. I'm, I, I love Derek Thomas, and Whitlock's probably going to hate me, but he was not a complete a football player as LT or Ray Ray. He wasn't. I don't know, man. I, Derek Thomas was different. Oh, God rest his soul. God rest his soul. Just yeah, me. if he didn't pass away, though, I bet you would be talking about him a lot more. Yeah, look, it, but he still had like a uh, – he played about nine, ten years, though, because his rookie year was 89. Think of the 89 draft. Troy Aikman, Barry Sanders, Deion Sanders, um, and Green Bay picked Tony Mandrich. Yeah, so they kind of got the short end of the stick there. So anyway, Coach, I'll talk to you later, bro, and, and revise that list. Send it in next week. I'm, I'm going to do that. Out. I want to see you do a, a Korean pull-up. A Korean pull-up. <laughs> I'll work on it. I'll later. work on it. All right, later, bro. Uh, Steve Kim, as always. Um, baseball hitters, best hitters next week. Hitters and home run hitters. We're going to break those things down. LeVar Arrington's not even in the top 50, by the way. Um I like to piss people off here and there. Um, if you don't think I was going to have Ray Lewis on the list, you, you just, you're, I'm not that dumb. I just was fucking with Steve. He loves Ray Lewis like no other. He likes fucking Barrow. He likes anyone from Miami. Come on now. I got to fuck with his Miami takes, um, to say the least. Um, all right. To say the very least. Um, I'm going to go get me a, uh, a cup of coffee. And uh, listen to a new video we just created. Got to go do it. I'll be right back in two minutes. Tries to kiss him like a bra. Look at it. Look. He grabs the back of his head. Look, look, look. Look, 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 look. Tell me that motherfucker didn't try to kiss him. We have to get to the point. And 
So let's coach it up, Sean. I want to sh- I want to coach you up real quick, and we're gonna get to why buzzwords are important. So we're doing an angle tackle drill here, okay? So you understand, there's four cones here. Yep. This running back right here, Sean, he has to try to score, but he can only make one cut and get vertical. Here's the cone. That's the touchdown. This cone right here is the touchdown. This guy on defense, Sean, has to take the air out. That means get to this side of the line of scrimmage as fast as possible, take the air out to avoid that one cut by the running back. So, for instance, we're buzzwording this, and I'm sitting there yelling, and here we go. We're going to blow the whistle, get to that damn cone. That is horrible. You're not taking the air out. Your eyes are down. You're not running your feet, which is another buzzword. Run your feet. Run your feet. Take the air out. Now you're coaching. You're coaching fast. You're getting terms through to your kids that they hear. Now it is becoming a through osmosis. I'm learning. So something. I'm a seventh. I'm an eighth grader coach, and you're going to be my coach next year. You want the air out. So you're telling me as a defender, the air out basically is another way of saying close the distance between you and the back who's going to make the cut. Play in his backfield so he doesn't have that cut ability. Correct. We want to play on their side of the football. We want there to play on their side of the line of scrimmage. We want to get to their side of before they get to us. So we Perfect. need to take the air out so he can't bury Sanders my ass, right? So this guy right here is waiting for this guy to make a move. You're law. You lost, son. Barry Sanders is going to give you a boop, boop, boop and shake your ass. So take the air out. We want to get your ass over there. And now th- this is horrible. We're going to have a broken neck on defense. We're going to have a touchdown. This guy's this guy's going to fucking score. We, we don't want that, right? Um, there's a little that now, now, little coaching 101, little coaching 101. Um, John Salisbury and I will get back to business on Last Chance Q very, very soon. Um, it's Thirsty Thursday, Wido. It's Thirsty Thursday. Um, Anyone wants to call in, give me a shout. Um, I put the link in the chat. You feel like you got something to say or ask a question, members only, call on in. Um, I don't know what was happening in the chat. I guess Caleb got a little edgy. He got blocked. So I don't know what's happening. Um, I can't go back. There's too much going on. I got so much shit going on. Um, but I want to talk about the live, the live golf real fast. These are players, in my opinion, who could have won the fucking Arnold Palmer last week. These are all guys who are on the live. I got into it with a guy. The PGA tour, just so we're clear, is imploding. The talent is not the same. The talent is not the fucking same as everyone thinks it is. The PGA talent is really, really declining. And I get that Liv has some older players playing and they're they're chasing the bag. So what? Why is everyone mad at the Liv golfers who are making $800,000 and not even winning the tournament? <laughs> 800K and they didn't even win the tournament. Get the fuck out of here. Are you understanding what the generational wealth is? Who gives a fuck? And please stop comparing. The live and the PGA like the NFL and the XFL. It's not the fucking same. The PGA and the live are the same. 
The Live players already won majors and won millions of dollars on that tour. They left and created a different tour. The XFL are players who could not make it. They did not make millions, and they could not hack it in the big boy league. You may have one guy, Josh Gordon, who couldn't help himself. So stop comparing Live to the XFL. It's not. The Live golfers already fucking played and made millions of dollars on the PGA. So all you ignorant fucks out here who are just mad because you're losing the Saudi Arabia, you guys are traitors. Shut the fuck up. I think Pat McAfee already showed you how many 3M and how many fucking businesses are owned in America by Saudis. I think everyone knows the business now. Stop with your high horse. Get off your high horse and get over it. The live is the new thing. It's going to end up taking over. I'm telling you, just wait until these uh, couple of these big-name Asian golfers come over from the PGA. They're coming. Watch. I'm telling you they're coming. I'm not telling you any sources. I'm just telling you they're coming. And when they all come, all you're going to have is fucking bitch-made Weiger Woods, bitch-made Rory McIlroy, who just came out and said... I got to be honest, if it wasn't for the live, our purses wouldn't be this high. No shit. But you've been bitching for a year about it, and now finally, all of a sudden, you thank the live for upping the ante and increasing your purses. Because without the live, your purses would not be as big as they fucking are. So you know damn well Monahan and the commissioner of that fucking tour said, fuck, we're going to lose more players if we don't up the ante. And that's what the PGA did. Stop bullshitting. You already know the real. What are we doing? I know, dude. All right, dude. All right. What? You got booger in your eyes, dude. What are we doing, Bubba? All right, dude. God damn. You're too big, homie. You're too big. Uh... Aaron Bill, D. Jones, fucking right. You finally said something that you're right on. <laughs> you finally said something you're right on, homie. D. Jones, uh, don't like you. Don't gotta like it, but it is what it is. All right, can you get down, homie? Can you get down? You wanna go walk? You want to go for a walk later? All right. Callie. We'll go later. Get out. Let me finish, dude. Ah. Um, Bill Self just had a heart attack? Really? Damn. Um, too bad. A lot of stress in that business, dog. A lot of stress. A lot of stress. Um. A lot of stress in that business, trust me, uh, in that profession. And, and, you know, he also has a lot of other shit going on um, with Adidas and a couple scandals. So, Wido, what up? What up, Coach? What up, Coach? Thirsty Thursday, we back. Thirsty Thursday. It's already, what, 6 o'clock at night out there on the East Coast? 
11.30 a.m., Coach. We still warming up here. Okay? I was about to say, cause you got you got some yak or whiskey or what you got going already? I'm looking a little empty, man. My yak's been going down the drain, Coach. Hey, big fight weekend. You know I had to turn up for John Jones. Hey, I got a uh, – I got uh, – what's his name? McKinney? Terrence? Terrence McKinney coming on, I think, tomorrow. That's big. He's a he, – I don't know who he is. Yeah, he's a UFC fighter. Actually just got knocked out, but he, he's pretty good. He's got a little cool story. Um, always good yeah. to get a fight around. Who bet me? Who bet me on the KD thing? They say he's out for the season. I told you, motherfuckers, over two weeks, homie. He's soft yeah. as runny baby shit, Wido. Yeah, that was sad. You gotta get over these. You gotta get over these bitch make cats, homie. These are that's who. This is the leading your generation. Look who's leading your generation: KD, Kyrie, all this talent in the world. You love them to death. I get it. They are the epitome of bitch made cats. But hold on, coach, because I'm not. I'm not the biggest KD guy or Kyrie. We we got we got some dogs though, man. What about Jimmy Butler? He's one of the dogs of our generation. He does it the right way, coach. Come on now. You got to like Jimmy Butler. But what is he doing? He ain't won nothing. He's got close. He brought us fucking Miami Heat to the uh, championship. Thank God. Yeah, I, I, I shout out to him. Dog, I hit four out of the five lotto numbers. And you know what that won me? Nothing. It didn't yeah. give me shit. <laughs> fucking close. Close don't matter unless it's hand grenades and horseshoes, homeboy. I'm just saying, though, coach. I'm just saying, though. It's hard to argue with you because every time is what did he what did he win what did he win a lot lot of them win but if he does if he does it the right way coach I'm a fan so Jimmy Butler is one of the guys that does it the right way I'm rocking with him. Hey, do you believe Jimmy Butler is Michael Jordan's son? The f- no, not a chance. I actually played with Michael Jordan's son at the camp when he was at UCF. Doesn't look too much like his dad. Definitely not as good. But hell no, Jimmy Butler ain't. No, it. they're saying that Jimmy Butler is a, is one of the, Michael Jordan's other sons that he never claimed. And I've been seeing all these different pictures and videos and shit. And uh, it's funny as hell, dog. The motherfucker looks just like Jordan, homie, in a lot of ways. Shit. You never and they, they go back and do the history, chron- chronological history, and break down. And, and it's like Jimmy Butler fits all the fucking boxes. He checks all the boxes of being Jordan's son. <laughs> oh, my God. Come hey, on, it, 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 it makes sense, right? No, not at all. Could really? make sense. I don't know about no ancestry.com, you know, the metaverse. It can make some shit up. You never know. Yeah, I don't believe in the conspiracies like that. Uh hey, I saw you with the chipper last the other day, coach, in the backyard. I see you with the smooth touch. Oh no, I I can golf wide though. Don't fuck around. I can go, I can golf, I can shoot hoop, I can I got Jimmy Crack corn, I can swing a club, I can throw a ball, I can lift a weight, I can shoot a pool ball, I can bowl. That is a the uh, definition of an athlete. If you're in the hood, athlete. it's called athlete. In Florida athlete with an athlete. So that is the definition of an athlete. You got Very a natural true. shot, right? I got a natural jumper. I could throw a ball. I could pitch a baseball. I could catch a baseball. I could shoot some pool. I could uh, bowl and hit a strike. I could actually bowl. Uh, two, three hundred games in my life, by the way. Um, you could do all those things. Short, fat, skinny, and tall, dog. That is what a definition of an athlete is. And you could dance, but like Coach says, we don't dance, we boogie, right? Come on, now. Gang- gangsters don't dance, we boogie, homeboy. I can't hey, you know it. dance. I boogie, though. 
I want to ask you this, Coach. I've been golfing, okay? I'm at like two and a half weeks on a real golf course. I'm getting there. Playing with Pat Perez, does guys like that, when they get on the course, do they take any warm-up shots, or is it straight to the tee, let's roll? Not one warm-up. God damn. Hey, by the way, on Friday or Saturday, we went out. Pat shot a 61 with a fucked-up finger that he dropped the rock on when we were barbecuing the day before. So just so you know, a 61 on Silverleaf, that's that's a pretty tough course in in Scottsdale. That's his private course. Um, And I'm I'm trying to light my fucking cigar. He's already in the cart banging his music, and it's fucking – he's up and down. And I'm just like, fuck, homie. Um, and he always, you know, we got to play with King Griffey Jr., a pretty damn good golfer. He not, not a pro, but he's good. Uh, John Rahm, who lives there, he's always there. Uh, who's, who Pat thinks is the best golfer in the world by far, uh, John mm-hmm. Rahm, who's still on the PGA, mm-hmm. but him and Pat are real good friends. Uh, he still defends the live because he knows what the live's done for the PGA. So John Rahm, pretty good dude, uh, got to hang out with, um, so a lot of guys live there, um, but it's uh, it, you don't even know. And Pat, just so you know, Pat Pat is a – I'm telling you, dog, Pat's playing as good as he's ever played, and he's a top-10 ball striker. I'm telling you, he's incredible, and he just can't beat Rom. Like, yeah, they go he's out, one of the best in the world. Rom shot a 60, bro, and this cat shot a 61. This motherfucker shot a 61, and Rom got his ass. Damn. That just lets you know the excellence. Love and in Jordans, you gotta salute someone like Pat Perez. Who's doing it like that, Coach? Come on now, in the fucking. Oh yeah, there's nobody. That's why Pat's on his own, uh, on his own level, dog. So, yeah, that's dope. That's dope. You know, but hey, Coach, I saw you break down. I like how you broke down the JJ Reddick, Kendrick Perkins things. I think a lot of people are liking your daily debates. A lot of people are catching on to it finally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What What you think about the uh, the, uh, the the Brandon Ingram shit? The little. Whatever he was trying to do, yeah, trying to talk to him or kiss him, whatever. I don't know, coach. There's a lot of weirdos, and I think once you get that level of money, you become even more weird. I've never been a fan of him. I, I couldn't, I can't relate. I don't know, can't I speak can't. on it. Talented cat, too. I like Ingram. Yeah, he's good. He's one of those that's been, he, he's a star. He, he, he's one of those could be, he could be really, really great. I just haven't seen him do it on for a long period of, of time, a long, consistent stretch. But he could, he's got size, he got a shot, he could. Yeah, yeah. Um, mechanic Drew, them flabby arms don't lift no weights. Flabby, I, I, I'm natural, homie, and I lift your bits all the time. She's weight. Trust me. <laughs> I, I, hey, I got to lift your bits up. Dogs, I got to lift your fat bits up off the fucking ground and get her on the bar stool, dumb fuck. So how do you th- you think these motherfuckers are flabby, homie? Come on now. All these motherfuckers is yoked. Are you joking me? Come, Come on, on now. now. Shit. I mean, your bitch weighs 305, homie. How the fuck do you think I got to get her up? I got to curl the bitch. I got to curl the bitch. <laughs> and coach is on the grill flipping, you know what I mean? Got the forearm and big-ass bully dogs. Come on, now. We we lifting out here, Coach. It is what it is, dog. What's been up, Wido? I ain't seen you. Shit, man. I've been busy, Coach. I got business cards. I'm running a whole business. Wido podcast. I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. We're trying to do it, Coach, man. I love it. Um, yeah, you right. got uh, Last Chance Q tonight, Sean Salisbury? Nah. Or you guys uh, wait until the season comes back? Week because we got uh, – we, uh, 
We're going to start next week after the combine and all all that shit breaks down. We want to see what happens with Lamar and them so we can wait before we jump the gun. We're going to try to wait because this offseason thing. So we're going to we're coming up with a plan for the offseason. We're going to break these college QBs down. We're going to break down the, the trades and what ends up happening with Lamar and Aaron Rodgers and all these different things. And then so we can show some film on that. And then we're going to try to start a camp uh, tour. We're going to start it. We're going to try to start a camp tour. So. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna go to Jersey for everybody out there in Jersey. I think I'm gonna go to Jersey to Bedminster, uh, to see Pat play. I think I might end up in Miami wide to see Pat play at, towards the end of the year. And I'm gonna go to Tulsa and I'm going to Tucson next week. So I'll be in Tucson, which I'm going to drive to and then Tulsa and uh, New Jersey, and Miami, I'll fly to, but I'm gonna hit those live tournaments. I'm telling you right now, if you haven't been to a live tournament, it's like a party. I suggest you go. They kill the PGA tour. I'm just telling you. So you got to check and it that's, out. Yeah, and I think it, it even looks cool like when you're watching at home live, like how they do the broadcast, how it looks yeah. on the on the screen, the teams and shit. So I, I can only yeah. imagine live. Hey, let me ask you this: What's your take on the Chris Rock special? I wasn't impressed at when I watched the whole thing. I I, I liked a couple clips, and you know, clips make <laughs> clicks are clickbait. Click will get you to watch the whole thing, and the whole thing to me. I thought was a little bit uh, overrated. Yeah, I was. All I saw was the clips too, Coach. It wasn't enough for me to draw me in. And I heard that was the, the end of the whole show. So we got to wait the whole show for you to finally talk about Will, bring up Jade and all this shit. So I don't know. If you got slapped by the man and you didn't do anything then, didn't say anything immediately, I don't know. I'm not a fan of profiting off of shit. But hopefully he did well. Shout out to Chris Rock. I'm not the biggest fan, but eh, yeah, too late, Coach. It's too late. You got to do something right now. Did you see the Jake Paul, Floyd Mayweather? I hope that's not staged. If that's for stage, I'm gonna be mad. So they were in Miami at the heat at the heat game. Jake Paul looked like he was by himself right outside. And Floyd Mayweather, you can see, walk up with his entourage and they're kind of talking to Jake, yada yada. Jake is counting the people, seeing the size of them, not Floyd. And he kind of starts backing away. The guy with the camera's like, Where you go? Where are you going? They try to go towards him, and then he literally takes off running away from them. So I don't really? know if he knew he was yeah, I don't know if he thought Floyd Mayweather's team was gonna jump him. That would have looked wrong on Floyd. But either way, uh, Jake Paul definitely ran away. So who knows, coach? Got to wow. do something right now. You got to do something right now. You know, if you're going to pop him in the face, do it right now. You'll be a hero, even if you get your ass beat. At least you swung on him. So it's weird, Yeah, coach. Trump still owns Bedminster. Uh, that's why the live plays at the Trump courses, by the by the way. Um, yeah. What, did you watch the UFC fight at all, coach? John Jones, we back. We finally got another American holding it down. You a fan at all? Nah, I never really it watched quick. it. Yeah, it was quick. Wasn't much to watch, but yeah, I never really get into it. I never got into it. Uh, hey, could you do this? What could you could you get out like this on, on a skate rink? Oh, I've seen it. <clears throat> See, I can't do the I can't do this right here, how he's running, but I'm nice with the smoothness, coach. I can definitely slide on some skates, incline and the rollerblades like that. But I don't know how he can run. Look at him running. Yeah, he he's running like a motherfucker. I don't know. Uh, I know a dude that can run like that. It, it's like you got to use that stopper, you know, and then like it gets technical, dog. I don't know, pretty hard. Um, but I came up uh, watching roll bounce, you know, ATL, so I wanted to learn how to woo, woo, slide on them. So yeah, coach, I learned how to do it a little bit. Man, pound the like button, everybody in here. Pound the like button before you get up out of here. Uh, it's good seeing you. Why do I see you in a minute? Always, I gotta get Hector back in here. We gotta talk some betting. Uh, I gotta start bet. I gotta start winning some basketball game. I won last night a little twenty five bucks, but I need to win some fucking 
I need to win some basketball games. Uh, I got to I got to play with some my my boys, coach. He's up like thirty thousand right now. Two weeks straight prize picks. Really? Mm-hmm. They're giving yeah, away money. You just got to know what to do. Yeah, there's money out there. I'll tell you that shit. Um, but thirsty Thursday, dog. I'm about to go get some. I, I haven't drank all week. I haven't had a sip all week. I got. I had that food poisoning little bug. I had to get rid of. So I didn't want to drink. But today, I think thirsty Thursday is calling. A nice fresh Paloma. It's about 65 out right now. It's sunny. I might go out there and swing the sticks. Uh, show you some more. You know, um, Chris the cop. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, I might go out there and swing the stick and uh, and drink a Paloma, smoke a stick. I don't know. We'll see. I have to get some shots up, Coach. You back? I'm, I'm making my way to California sometime, so you better I have that shot ready, Coach. Too. Yeah, I put a little video. I'll get some shots up. Jimmy Crack Corn. I, mean, I got with cross. What? Fall away. I got left. I got just a saying, Coach, because when I get there, I'm going to have the stream up, and it's going to be the new era of the young kids versus the old head, and I'm going to fucking hold it down for the kids. He can have his yak. I'm going to smoke my weed, and we're going to win 11 to 3. Let's go, Coach. Oh, shit. I don't even know if you'll get a fucking shot off. I'm going to be real. <laughs> I, oh, I'm going to be real. I don't even know if you get a fucking shot off. College basketball starting, Wido. I know you might be more impressed than me. I, 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 I only fucking watch UCLA if I ever watch college basketball at all. I'm going to pick UCLA to win it all. I'm going to put that in my bracket. I'm going to pick a bracket. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick UCLA to win it all. I got Arizona in the Final Four. UCLA. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, – I'm going to go with Houston in the Final Four, UCLA, Arizona, and I'm going to go with a, I'm going to go with a Cinderella. Who's a good Cinderella out there? I haven't watched. Florida State's turning up. There's a few of them. Drake. Dayton used to be the Cinderella. I don't know if they're I think still Drake good this year, though. Drake University, okay. I will say this, Coach. I'm a fan of March Madness, but I think that the – I know you're not a fan because UConn's not the powerhouse anymore, but the women's side is going to be very exciting to see, especially March Madness. There's a lot of great teams in there. I think we will have a more exciting women's highlights than the men's this year. That's all I'm going to say, Coach. Yeah, maybe. But it looks like uh, South Carolina's going to run with it. Don, Don looks like she's got the, the women's side locked yeah. up right now, which is a shocker over my boy Gino at UConn. Uh, UConn should have beat them, but they lost. Uh, I think it's going to be UConn, South Carolina. And last thing before I get out of here, Coach, you know I'm a Falcon, man. I, I got to put my shit away just because until football season comes on, that's when I bring the shit out. Do we have a chance of getting a, a veteran QB or are we going to the draft, Coach? I think you're in the draft, dog, because I don't know who's out there. Unless you can get Jimmy G. But I was thinking Derek Carr. Sad to see him go to the Saints. Yeah, now he's in your rival. He's your rival. Uh, I, I, I think Jimmy G could, be, could fit it. They got enough weapons. I think you need a guy that can spin it and get the ball to him. Uh, he, he cut some space, got rid of Mariota. I, I, I see Jimmy G out there um, is your only viable commodity. Shit, I'll take it. Anybody, we need to rise up, Coach. I appreciate you. And be on the lookout for old Calvin Ridley. He's coming back. He made a whole statement video apologizing or whatever. So he's back. Are you going to Jacksonville? Yep, the Jags. He's back. Put the And Ritter's not your guy, so uh, – yeah, no know. way. And if Anthony Richardson goes there, you're even more fucked. So good luck. But I'm just so over that, coach. Put pads on them. Who cares if they're in a t-shirt out here doing these numbers? Who the hell cares? You know, put some pads on them and then let's see them throw. 
It's uh, bad. I don't understand it. Every every year, dog, because we're so anointing. We want to anoint everyone so quickly. That's why. So because in coaching, like college basketball, the combine's cool, but you don't really get any breakout stars from the combine. Summer league, maybe, but really the March Madness, you will find some stars. Anthony Edwards balling at Georgia. That's what made him a star. So why doesn't the college or the NFL emphasize what was the play on the college football field? If you did, Anthony Richardson wouldn't be your guy. I'm a fucking Gator fan. Hello. We'll see. Yeah, it is what it is. Um, but I appreciate you, Coach. Have a great Thursday. Go get some shots in on the course or shots in at the bar, whatever you do. Uh, it is what it is, man. Keep killing it, dog. I'll, uh, I'll see you uh, tomorrow or next week. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Coach. Chat, all love. Let's get it. All right, brother. Uh, appreciate it. Hey, it's always a great day to have a great day. Uh, Fearless Fridays tomorrow. Um, we got a few special guests joining us tomorrow on this Fearless Friday in the week with a bang. Uh, make sure you join in. Pound the like button on your way out the door. Let's get 500 likes on a show. Every show, we need to get 500 likes every show. That's the least we should do. I appreciate all you guys, man. Pound the like button and uh, become a member if you're not one. Slap Nation is the Discord. Coach's crew, join it. And make sure you head on over to CandidateCBD.com. Use the promo code CoachJB. Appreciate you guys, man. I'll see you on the other side. Peace. Okay. No, I'm not. He not giving me your baby? No. <gasps> and she's more attached to me than him. I'll tell you this. I have not once fucking cheated. I do not talk to the neighbors. I barely know you. He's he jealous. He's struggling. Is your pussy good? No. I haven't fucked him in months. Because I'm tired of this shit saying I'm cheating. I'm gone for good. See you in court over Bella. Well, that's how you always are. You don't give a fuck about your kid, you give a fuck about dick.